Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Selling a little... Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate. From the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Call it Paul. I'm up in that I'm beating 
Welcome back to an all-new week of So Bad It's Good, and welcome back to your week, folks. This is Ryan Bailey, your bud. Uh, we're here to do this all over again, and we're going to do it with joy in our hearts. <laughs> oh, this has already gone horribly wrong. Uh, today, remember, Sophie is in Mykonos with her her boyfriend, so we have got uh, a friend of the pod, somebody who I just think the world of, Lex Nico, sitting in with us today, and she it was just so fun. Uh, and just so you know, she did lose her phone. Um, you'll hear this story of how she left it, but I want to, spoiler alert, she gets her phone back. She got it back. She got it back 12 hours later, but she still got it back. And that's the most important thing, I think. So that's that's good news already. You'll hear what that's all about. We're going to jump right into that. And then on the flip side, after that, we'll do a commercial break and then I'll come back and I'll do a couple of news stories that we didn't get to do because we were just having such a good time. We didn't get to talk about Ezra Miller. We didn't get to talk about David Bedore's second uh, divorce divorce we i mean there's a lot of new stories we didn't get to so i'm gonna cover that myself afterwards usually i'll do that up front but i'm like you know what let's get right into the excitement of lex nico i think that's what we deserve it was uh she is just uh, she just so fun and uh, i do want to say one thing though and i said this me and Meditza did a patreon tonight which i'm about to put up on the Patreon after I finish this and it's like an hour and a half one really funny it's called we do these ones called shooting the shit where we just catch up with each other as friends kind of and just talk about whatever there's never a plan and it always gets into it but let's just say the end of this shooting this end ends up with um you know kick the kids out of the car it ends up talking about we ended up having a there's a conversation about oral you know copy anyways it's not even if you're a paid hello baddies, if you, you'll, you'll anyway, now I'm all, I'm flustered. Um, but I wanted to talk about one thing that we brought up in the Patreon. So today, 
<laughs> you know, you know, our friend Lisa Renner from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I just did a three hour Real Housewives of Beverly Hills recap on Friday. I hope you're still working your way through that. Um, but this lady drives me crazy, folks. So she posts this thing today. I'm just going to do this one news story. She posts this thing today where she comp- compares herself to the the LeBron James. She go, She posted this in her story, and it was like purple background, and it said, Sunday Truths. I'm like the LeBron James of housewives at this point. You can't afford to lose me. Okay, this bothers me on a couple levels. First off, no, you're not like LeBron James. Basketball and housewives, two completely different things. And also, Michael Rappaport was the one that like was – this was like his quote about Lisa Rinna. And it's like, Lisa, stop. You don't realize Michael Rappaport, we make fun of him for the most part. I like him as an actor, but if he wants to get involved in housewives stuff, which he desperately seems to want to do, we're going to make fun of him. So you can't really – you he completely discounted anything Michael Rappaport says. Secondly – um, what happened to remember a couple weeks ago when you were like, I'm not going to talk about housewives anymore on my Instagram. It's just too toxic. So I guess that's done. She's talking about it on the Instagram again after she had blocked all the Bravo accounts, but now she is back to talking about it. This lady has truly lost all the screws in her head. Like this is, this is the fall of Rome. This is, these are the last days of uh, some kind of dying regime. And listen, like this is it just it's embarrassing it's let's get you to bed grandma kind of and that's what i had made a meme of earlier so the whole thing was i made that meme you know the meme where the girl is like patting the grandma on the back with a walker and it says let's get you to bed grandma so i posted that meme but i put the picture of the text and then i just changed the girl's phrase to let's get you to bed lisa um and listen that's a you know that's a a that's a cheap shot at Lisa, but not really because all of her stuffs are cheap shot. Anyways, not the important part. So this meme comes out and then a lot of comments got left underneath it, right? I don't really, you know, I, I pinned one comment, but then if you go down more comments, this who asked me podcast account says, here's the thing. No one's ever been mad about saving a penny. So let's at least try and lose Lisa and see where we're at a little experiment, if you will. And then I wrote back to that because that made me laugh. I said, I'm down to give it the old college try. Now, this was nine hours ago. I think it was it was after I had recorded with uh, with Lex um, and that made me laugh. And then I go about my day. I go hiking. I come back. I check my phone. I'm trying to be off my phone more now, trying to really be in certain moments, which is hard for me. But (laughs) so I I come back, guess who's liked my comment? And Maritza guessed wrong all three times. But the person who liked my comment to that comment is one Miss Kathy Hilton. Now, Kathy does not follow me on Instagram, which is a shame because I think I'm a I'm an okay follow and I think it would be cool. Um, But that means somebody either sent Kathy that meme and she went through all of the comments (laughs) and liked mine or or she just randomly just stumbles uh, randomly just checks things out on my account. But regardless, how exciting is that? And also it gives us a mind inside. Really, it says Kathy is very aware of this situation and that she does not like Lisa Rinna.
I love it on all fronts because supposedly this is the week where we see what is going on in terms of what Kathy did at this club. And that was so mean to her sister, Kyle, by the way, you know, all Kyle really does care about. We know is hats. Now hats. When I think of, I wore hats all weekend. And every time I put a hat on, I think about Kyle, or I think about my new character, Frenchie, which is a hat that did not go home with Kyle Richards at chemo Sabe in Aspen. It's me, Frenchie. I want to go home with you, Kyle. Guys, if you like this podcast, and how could you not, please leave it a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It really, 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 really does help. And you know it does because I just said seven reallys in a row. Also, like I said, the Patreon for like five bucks a month, you get access to over 230 podcast episodes. We did a live Patreon just for the Patreons last week. Uh, There's a lot of other things that come in. uh, You'll get a holiday season greeting card for the holiday season, which my, my God, it feels like we're in December. It started cooling down in Los Angeles today. And I was like, oh my God, this is like, it's sad when it starts getting cold. I'm happy, but there's also sadness in it. I'm literally, truly a glass half empty kind of guy. Um, so do all of those things. Also, the other podcast I do for iHeartRadio and Cloud 10 is called What the Kids Are Watching with me and Natalie Poucher. We just started it about a month ago. It's bi-weekly. Um, and we just released one on Friday for the kids show Story Bots which actually is was really cool. Um, but this, you know, we break down one episode of each of these children's shows, but it's a lot about um, raising a child because Natalie has a beautiful daughter and we make a lot of silly jokes. So it's the same. It's like me doing color commentary and Natalie giving hands-on experience plus us reviewing a children's show. I think it's great. Go check it out. If you have kids uh, or even if you dislike me, go support it. Uh, also leave a review on there if you like it. But these things really help and it's helping me make this my actual career. So thank you guys. Okay, let's get into Lex and Nico. If you don't know Lex, you gotta know Lex. She's awesome. Um, I can't wait to see what the future holds for her. And she has been pretty much gone the entire summer, or as she calls it, the plot girl summer. And I just had a blast with her. So we go over uh, Beverly Hills, the Winter House trailer. We go over Kardashians, because by the way, the return of the Kardashians is this, this week on Hulu. We go over Kanye West. We cover a lot of pop culture stories in a little over an hour. And then we forgot to cover the Royals, so we come back on in the end and do another 10 minutes just on the queen's funeral so we'll do that then we'll take a commercial break and then we're going to go on to some um you know other stories that i didn't get to get to with lex you guys get it okay we're doing this okay i'm just talking myself into getting pumped up for the week okay here we go ladies and gentlemen welcome to your week this is so bad it's good uh we do a pop culture roundup every monday and we know that our our sophie is in uh mykonos where our next guest just came from i think at some point this summer, our, our guest today is a, a fan favorite, a me favorite. She uh, has been all around the country this summer. She invented Plot Girl Summer, which we'll talk about. Of course, all the pop culture stories that you're going to want to hear to start your week. Uh, our favorite social media influencer, Lex Nico. Welcome back to the show, Lex. Hi, how are you? Uh, how are you? I heard you just <laughs> lost your phone. I know. 
a glowing reintroduction but, back to LA. Welcome to the fall. <laughs> well, literally, it's called the fall for a reason. We, yes. we, we fall in the fall. Fall so, summer is over. Did, so you're back in Los Angeles now, right? I'm back. I'm back and I'm staying here for a while. Are you sure? Because it seems like you went everywhere overseas. Like, I mean, there was one point where I texted you. I said, hey, can you come on the pod? You're like, yeah, but I'm in Amsterdam. Do you Or you were in some <laughs> like faraway place that I was like, Oh no, it's okay. Why don't you enjoy Amsterdam? What, what, what happened? Where have you been? So I went to Greece for a friend's birthday. And then while I was there, my work, um, I got an email from work and they're like, we're doing this thing where you can work from anywhere for 90 days of the half, the rest of the year. And I was like, Oh, okay. So some of my friends that were on the boat were going to be in Portugal. And so they're like, come to Portugal for a bit. So then I went there and then I went to Germany to see my cousins. And then I got stuck in Amsterdam for a day, but it was fine. <laughs> because of like weed stores or like what? Yeah. Because yeah, no. I needed to wait, get high. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait. So, and and the, if I, if I remember correctly, because of your Instagram stories, when you were in Greece, weren't you like on a person's birthday that you had just met or something like that? Yes. Yeah. So it, I have, a mutual friend with this guy. And we met in LA with the mutual friend because he was visiting and we just like hit it off. And he's like, I'm having a bunch of people for my birthday on this boat in Greece come. And he like sent me the itinerary and I'm like, uh, like people are serving up a trip to Greece for me on a silver platter. I've never been to Greece. Of course I'm going to go. Lex, you realize most people that get that invite, they say, yeah. And then they don't go. Like, you know, know, like people like I've heard I've gotten like random. I mean, they're never as fancy as that, but it's like, hey, come to Vegas. I'm like, hey, yeah, let's do this. And then I never come. But you were actually like, do you think he was surprised? Like, oh, shit, she's coming. No, I mean, he was great. It was so fun. And like it was more. Who who are you? Who have you become? (laughs) Because by the way, too, guys, it's been a nonstop summer where every she's it's like, where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? But with Lex Nico, you I mean, then I I open it up and you're at the. The 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 hot girl tennis tournaments from last week. Every girl that I know on Instagram is at this tennis tournament or whatever. You were there too. I know. Okay, so that was a throwback. I went last year. It was not oh. in New York. I was in Toronto. Yeah. Okay. I was because I was like I everybody I know. <laughs> yeah, because that seemed like prime posting. I saw every girl was at this tennis tournament. I know. I'm like, that's the hot ticket. Plot Girl Summer, you know? I wait, just okay, wait, what is Plot Girl Summer? You, I feel like you invented this. What is Plot Girl Summer? Not Hot Girl Summer, Plot Girl Summer. Plot Girl Summer, I was like, I'm not a hot girl. I'm not saying I'm ugly, but I'm not like an Instagram model hot girl doing my thing. So I was like, but I'm a plot girl. Like, I'm down for whatever. <laughs> I am going to say yes and just like do my thing. And so that's what Plot Girl Summer was. It was just, I'm going to do whatever I feel like doing. And that's what I did. <laughs> I, I mean, and I hate to be, I don't know, like you're, you are kind of a hot girl. So I feel like plot girl is like, you almost are co-opting something that you don't deserve. Like, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I feel like on. other people might deserve plot girl summer, but I really, and, and I, don't you sell shirts that say plot girl summer? Yeah. So, um, Serena Kerrigan, she's like a dating influencer. She really loved the concept of plot girl summer. So we did merch together and we sold sweaters. So it was great. <laughs> are they, yeah. wait, are they, are they still available since it's no longer summer? No, they actually sold out. So yeah. You had a sold, sold out. 
Look out, Kanye, which I know, we'll be talking right? about today. Gap should call um, me. <laughs> okay, wait. So, um, oh, wait, why did you, how did you lose your phone last night? Or you lost your phone today because you went out last night, right? I went out last night and I was taking an Uber back to my car and I was on the phone and I put my phone down and I got out of the car to go to my car and then he drove away. But this person, like I can see it on find my phone and yeah. he's literally 10 minutes away from me. Did you, did you do the alarm? Cause you can make the alarm keep going loud, loud, loud. I know it's not working. Like he's not, it must still, well, he's probably working. Car. He's probably working. He's probably driving somebody else around and that might be part of it too. Cause I, I did the same exact thing less than a year ago and I had to keep hitting it and finally uh, got him. Really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna hit it. And I also emailed Uber, so I'm like, can you please just contact? Oh, they're 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 useless. You're gonna have to keep hitting that. Oh my god, uh, for real? Yeah, for real. Like, but it, I mean, it'll eventually. You do know where it is. Like, I mean, screenshot all that dude's information, obviously. Yes. And this is a note for all you guys listening too. You can do this when you do this, which you will do this. This is good <laughs> to know. Uh, where did you go last night? Where did Plow Girl Summer take us? Uh, it was a friend's birthday, so I was at Bungalow and then Winston House. Real. Oh, I, yeah. Wait, I gotta wait, go. Were you, with, were you with Kay York City last <laughs> yes, night? Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> wait, didn't she just turn blonde? I was like, yes. looking at her Instagram. She Man, had a you broke- moment. I love it. I just go through the summer and I work the entire summer. I don't have any kind of plot guys. Um, I, I mean, I literally, the last time we talked was in, I think May and I've done, there's been no changes. Like, like, like there's zero. Change. I no, see you going I, to the gym. Uh, working on yeah. Your- that's the only place I got. I go for an hour to the, well, actually, no, this is not true. I went to, my friend had a free ticket to Primavera Sound in Los Angeles last night. And I went and saw uh, like Nine Inch Nails and Karanga Band, which was actually, oh my it was God. totally my plan. But I will say this, in terms of guys, I was seeing a lot of pleather pants. And I was like, I can't go along for this journey. Really? Like the fashion there was so interesting that I was like, I need to get out more because it was such an amalgamation of so many different fashions I guess we'll start in pop culture with what do you think of, and I guess Kay actually is involved in Yeezy Gap, but Mm -hmm. what do you think so far of the Yeezy Gap? Do you own any Yeezy Gap? And you don't need to say anything about the Gap portion of it, but what do you think about Kanye and the designs? I mean, okay, so I got the first blue jacket that they did. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got the jacket. I didn't buy any of the like hoodies or t-shirts or jeans because- at a certain point, I'm like, why am I going to pay $300 for a t-shirt just because it's engineered by Balenciaga? And what is it? What does engineered mean? Are we in, like, is it, is it mean that we're like in a car factory? What is engineered? I, I think it's like they make it in the same factory. But honestly, I was like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. And it's $250, which for, I yes. know women, like they're used to spending high prices for fashion. But like me, it was like these. The hoodies like cinch in at the at the waist, and I've got thick thighs, and I can't have a cinch in at the waist. You know what I'm saying? Of course, it's crazy. Like I was not interested in getting anything past the jacket, and like it just looked like a Gap sweater. And I was like, I can buy a Gap sweater; it's fine. And the way Kanye's handled it is like he's just being nasty, man. Yes. I mean, that's, is this how business is done? Because you actually, you were for Pinterest and we've talked about that before. And I feel like you have a good head on your shoulders for what goes on in business and pop culture. I was talking about this with my trainer this week, the, one of the only places I go. (laughs) And we were talking about Yeezy Gap because 
he has this unfair advantage of such a massive audience that he can shout out to at any time. So anytime Kanye is upset in a contract negotiation, he immediately cries on Instagram about it. And he then immediately like can affect stock. He can, it's like Elon Musk does the same thing. If you notice what, I mean, isn't that unfair in a way? I just think it's like bizarre behavior for an adult to do. Like it's crazy that, and I understand, like, I can understand why he does it because it works. He has that audience, like you say, but like, it's nuts to me that he goes, throws a temper tantrum on the internet, calls all these people out. And I'm like, who's Photoshopping those graphics? Like, are you doing this yourself? Yeah. <laughs> By the way, when, when the Skeet Davidson was happening and there was the Marvel Civil War yes. one, and I was like, I was like, this is a man that has made some of the greatest albums of all time. Please tell me he's not doing what I'm doing at home. Photoshopping faces on posters. I was like that to me. I was like, should I go make an album now? Like, am I at yes. that level? That's I just <laughs> don't get it. I'm like, he can't be doing it. I'm like, he's got to get an assistant to do it. And I don't know which one is worse, but either way, I'm like, bro, get off the internet. Like, especially with the family stuff. I'm like, keep your dirty laundry. Well- off of Instagram. Lex, that's the deal because he'll do that's it's like, okay, he'll be like three things I care about gap Adidas, my family. And I'm always <laughs> like, why don't you just do my family? And Correct. then the business stuff, you can do business like with your business people. But like the family thing is always thrown like wedged in there. He did a podcast this yes. week, the aloe podcast, you guys 38 minutes. And he uh, has a bunch of nuggets of wisdom in there. He says he doesn't read. He's never read a book. It's like Brussels sprouts, which is fine. You know, like okay. you can get your information other places. <laughs> he also said, though, that Kim Kardashian has the kids 80% of the time. He has it 20% of the time. So he'll always give Kim tips on how to parent, which is just, oh. I mean, it's so funny to think of, like, you know, it's like this guy's. This is I, I say it from Erica Jane to Kim. Remember what you marry or date into. Remember that. Yeah, like there's going to be massive upswings. You couldn't argue that, you know, Kim is where she's at because of Kanye. But now on the downside of this, she has to get tips every day on how to parent from Kanye West, who's never around. Yeah. Could you imagine she's with the kids 80 percent of the time? And then this man rolls through and is trying to tell her how to parent her children (laughs) like. But he's an egomaniac, right? Yeah, he would, he's like, I know how to parent when he's proven to do. I, I, I'm counting like one, two, a billion things wrong in terms Correct. of parenting. Like literally puts all the business online, puts all like calls out the grandmother. Calls out, I mean, it's really, truly amazing. I mean, he says, you know, he's he's not. Remember, they have not officially gone gotten through the divorce because Kanye's on his sixth divorce lawyer. And he has not, they have not come to an agreement. He wants the kids more. But my thing is like, for the amount Kanye works, where, where do you have time to parent more than 20%? I mean, how many kids do they have? Isn't it five? Four kids, four Four kids. kids. Yes. And he is constantly like, he's going to Wyoming. He's yeah. He's designing. Like, that's the thing too, is it's the inconsistency that is a problem with parenting. And I'm not like, I don't know Kanye, obviously, but it's like, bro, you cannot expect to have your kids more than 20% of the time. If you are not willing to be consistent and available for their schedule more than 20% of the time. Well, I was also thinking, he said 20, he's like, Kim has it 80%, which then I took Kanye as a 20, but he didn't, I think necessarily say that. So maybe he has the kids 10% and then like nannies and stuff have it 10%. Like who knows what that breakdown truly is. 
But um, the only reason I'm bringing all this up up top, you guys, is because get ready. We've got Kardashian season two premiering this mm-hmm. week on Hulu, which I really enjoyed the first season. No joke. Um, but we're, we have season two. Who knows to what degree Kanye will be a part of it. But I talked to you last when Kanye and Pete were still a thing. I'm sorry, not Kanye. Kim and Pete were yes. still a thing. What were your personal thoughts? I didn't get to speak to you uh, personally when it all fell apart. What, what Did you have feelings on this? I did. Honestly, I was upset because, you know, I feel like I manifested them. But I'm confused because it seemed like everything was going so well. And then suddenly they were done, like out of nowhere. And I was like, two things. I was like, okay, was this PR number one, but number two, like what actually happened? Because it felt very sudden. Don't you agree? It did feel very sudden because we had had just weeks prior Kim on like the today show talking about how they, as a couple, they love skincare and she was trying to scale her. And I was like, well, that's interesting. It's you know, like they, they, and they were really hinting at in season one, that you find the right person in your forties that, you know, you have your best sex in their forties. You have, they had these whole scenes where I was like, damn, Kim's real. And, and Pete went on the Kevin Hart show and said, his dream is to be a father. Yes. Yeah. He had the tattoos on Pete's body, which by the way, doesn't mean anything. Cause Pete literally has a tattoo of everything on yes. his body. So that's Agreed. not the you brand. But remember he branded more. though. He branded himself. I know you can't so take that you back. You can't take that away. But this is the thing. It's like it seemed like they were really in it, and then suddenly they weren't. And like, didn't she say like they don't make them like him anymore? And she yeah. like complimented him. Well, you're so twenty eight year olds. They make yeah. a lot. I saw a lot of them last night. Yeah, <laughs> I saw a lot of them at Bungalow. <laughs> yeah, but, like, it was just. Uh, it felt super sudden, and like I want to know what the story is, the real story, and, well, and then sure they'll get back together. That's the other thing. That's what I was about to say was that you see then a lot of these blind items or Demois or something saying, you know, like they're deaf, they will definitely get back together. And I think one was like, once you have a little Pete, you can't get, you know, you can't stay away or something. And I was like, I mean, this is like, it, it's, it's like <laughs> the John Ham pictures in the gray sweatpants that I always talk about, where his big dong is showing yes. and everybody's like, everybody, and John's like, please don't focus on that. And I'm like, what a, what an awesome, this guy does nothing. And people just go around going like, oh, that guy has a big dong. Pete's the same way. And I feel it's unfair is that Pete's literally doing nothing. And he has blind items. Like once you get a little Pete, you can't stay away. That's so, he does exactly. nothing for that good press. He's literally minding his business. Like, isn't he filming in Australia? He doesn't. He, I, he finished yet. finally that movie. Okay. So he's he's back and he was at the Emmys on Monday yes. night presenting uh, a comedy award. Because remember, he does have a new show that will be coming out on NBC Peacock where Edie Falco plays his mom. And oh. they're, they'll start filming that. Lauren Michaels is producing it. Um, so I that's didn't know interesting. that. Yeah. That's yeah. So exciting. I knew that he filmed that. And then he, excuse me, he has the rom-com coming out with Kaylee Cuoco. And I thought straight to, I think that's straight to like Hulu or something like that too. Isn't that weird? Oh, really? Straight to Hulu or Peacock. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, I'm excited for it. I hope it does well. I feel like they look so cute, but I thought they were hooking up because she got divorced when they were filming that movie. I love you, dude. Everybody, this guy hangs out with, they're hooking up. Like I, I've, I've, I've had like- girls go out of their way to tell people <laughs> we're not hooking up. I've had girls like go out of their way. Like somebody literally DM me the other day, like, "Oh, I love you," and uh, you know, to, as like reply to a joke, like, "Oh, I love you," ha ha. You know, like, <laughs> and I was like, I get, I get, you know, like, "Oh, funny," ha ha. 
the same person DMs me back six hours later, goes, hey, I was drunk. I didn't mean I love you. I love you. And I'm like, I didn't respond to I didn't even. What are you talking? I know you don't love me. cross my mind that you were also, Then I was triggered about like fifth grade, Ryan, where I told a girl I liked her and, and she like didn't. She went out of her way to say she didn't like me. And I never told anybody I liked him ever again in my life. And so that DM, I was like, I don't even know you. What are you talking about? I know you don't love me. You're like, I get it. I get it. I exploded. Um, But even Martha Stewart went on a podcast and was like. 81 years old, by the way. She She looks so good. I'm obsessed with her. And she's just getting better, better with age. I thought she, I mean, she, to me, is kind of hot. Like, I mean, (laughs) I mean, if you're Pete, why not? Seriously, if they started dating, I'd be like, holy hell. But no, I like that she just has (laughs) all of these like Snoop. P young gravy. She's got all these kids keeping her young, <laughs> young gravy, man. I love saying that guy's name, but I have no clue who he is. What he, he looks like a malnourished Glenn Powell from Top Gun. Yes. Maverick. And he, you guys showed up to the MTV. Uh, was it the m- movie or music awards with Joe music awards, Addison yes. Ray's mom, which is just, I mean, imagine you're Addison Ray. You're already having a weird career because you started off doing dances on TikTok. Yeah. And then your parents completely get more obsessed with fame than you do. And your mom ends up dating young gravy and they go on the red carpet and kiss. Oh, my God. And you want to talk about airing out drama? Like, yes, we can criticize Kanye, but let's also talk about, Cher- I think her name is Cheryl. And uh, I forget the dad's name. Yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, um, uh, or something. Yeah, something he's Lope- hitting on nineteen-year-olds and so- yeah, it's something like a Randy Lopez or yeah. But like, he's like challenging Young Gravy to a boxing match. Yeah. Oh, he's- his name's Monty. 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 Yeah. And I'm like, yo, Addison is tweeting about how she's having a tough time, and you two are putting all this shit out there. Like, come on. Yeah, the dad like keeps raising his shirt like to show off, like kind of like. You know, like like third of abs, you know, he's like, you want this? And he, we're like, like, what is, I know, could you like, I could, if Bill and Becky Bailey ever started shit, like, I'd be like, oh, podcasting was a big mistake. I should have never tried to get known. Please Um, take their phones away. (laughs) The last two things about uh, the Kardashians, or I guess Kanye, you guys, by the way, just to what we started with, he did file paperwork to remove himself from the gap. Uh, supposedly. So that is going to be done because they're coming to the end of what was uh, required by the contract. And Kanye's lawyers are saying that gap broke certain areas of the contract. I don't know, but he wants out and he also wants out of Adidas, but it seems like he might have made a deal to stay longer. We'll probably find out more this week on Instagram because that's where he'll let us know. Um, know. (laughs) You know, but I mean, these, I was, I just find, I know a lot of you guys dislike the Kardashians so much and Kanye to a degree, but I find it truly fascinating that they're both billionaires and they both come at business in very different ways, yeah. yet they're, they both feel unstoppable at this point. I feel like they, yes. and I, and I, I'm not necessarily happy about that. I just feel like it's like so bizarre that this is where we're at with both of them. Billionaire status. Billionaire status. They both went about it the different way. I don't say wrong or right way, but like a different way. And they both found success. It's so wild to me. But then also, did you see that now Kanye's opening up a school? The Donda yeah, I have that Donda that Academy. That to me is too far. So too Rolling far. Stone did an article on Thursday about this because it, everybody that they've they're already classes already in session. They they are, are and they're not an accredited school yet. 
but he has hired people. They've already been staffed departures. Rolling Stone does this great article with the information they do have. It's $15,000 a year in tuition. The basketball team is already close to being the number one basketball team for like high school in uh, Los Angeles, which is they're competing competing against something that where LeBron's sons, LeBron uh, James's son goes to another high school, like basketball high school, but they're already on the cover. This Donda Dubs team, they're on the cover of like national like sports magazines and stuff. So what? they have one of the best basketball teams ever. That's why you always see paparazzi photos of Kanye at these basketball events yeah. and Kim as well, just like the other night. They're already in. And so on top of it, Kanye released that he's also going to start selling Donda Dubs merchandise for the basketball team to make oh money. Oh my of that. God. Because it's the dub that he put on the gap thing. I mean, it's just like, but already this basketball team, but the school part of it is not accredited. So they don't know if they can get these guys into college, but for the sports aspect of it, they might just sign directly to the NBA. And right now the classes are like parkour, which is like just jumping on things. Yes. yes. Molecular gastronomy for like food and stuff. Like you, they show you, they were like coming up with like different ways to make like strong coffee. The oh article my said, God. It's, I mean, it sounds like a, it sounds like the high school I wanted to go to that didn't, you didn't, you just did what it didn't made, exist. Like, that yeah. Was you did like what you liked and then you did. Oh yeah. Oh, this is one of the classes. Free running. Free kids just, running. Kids just run free. No, I'm not joking. Oh not my joking. God. I also free saw running. that there's like a quiet stick and, uh, they ever, the kids had to sign NDAs, these families. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Cause they couldn't get anybody. Like on who there. is sitting there being like, yes, I'm going to send my kid to this school. No, if this sounds out. great. Yeah. This sounds amazing. Like, I mean, that this is how armies get built. You guys, yes. you know, like Taylor Swift isn't having a school yet. Like, thank God. Um, uh, but the other thing he said on this podcast, he goes, uh, there's always like 10% that you're like, well, that's a pretty amazing thought. And then like, usually you know, 50 to 60, you're like, this is crazy. He goes, yo, why, you know, when kids cry, when kids cry, parents say, use your words. No, let them cry. The cry is the language. The cry is the emotion. And you're like, okay, he's, you know, be in touch with emotions. Yes. But, but, but Kanye's mistaken though. I don't even have kids. And like, I think, you know, use your words. It's when kids are throwing tantrums. There's a difference between crying and emotional and a tantrum. Yes. If you're having a tantrum, Kids are like throwing, like throwing everything against the wall and cannot like the crying is always encouraged from the parents that I've been around of like, yeah, it's sad, isn't it? You know, like, oh, it's okay to cry. It's no emotion. Yes. But like when they're throwing a temper tantrum, which I feel like he does himself, I just feel like he needs to take his own advice or his own lesson and be like, (laughs) no, I'm going to shut it down. Yeah, okay. Yeah, like North, do not cry. What do we do when we cry? We go to Instagram and we make a meme. Exactly. That's what we do. That's where we let it out. Yeah, you know. Um, also, he's now supposedly this I love how press releases PR works is they put out that he's dating this new Victoria's yes, Candace Swapanol. Swapanol. Yes. I mean, really? Where's he have to? I've never seen them to like really. It's the same thing, which is another story I want to talk to you about Gigi Hadid and D, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes. Or is okay. it Bella? I, the, no, one it's of the Gigi. Hadid it's girls. Gigi. It's Gigi. Like, why Why press release this crap? Why Why even put it out there? There's so many blind items. Like, the Kanye and Candace thing, I'm like, I just don't. Like, I don't care, first off. But, like, you can also just not date anybody. It feels like 
a move to try to like make Kim jealous, which is just dumb because at this point, I just don't think she cares anymore. I agree. I agree. I feel like with him though, it's an infatuation. Like we saw this with Julia Fox. We saw this with the other girl. And it's like, he's trying to take these women and morph them into like what he thinks their ideal vision will be, because that's what he did with Kim. And like you said, I feel like it's like, him trying to almost like slap her in the face, being like, I did this to you. I can do it with anybody. But really, he just probably wants to be with Kim. Don't but then he's unleashing Like, listen, I'm everybody else besides me, I think, is on the Julia Fox train. Like, he truly did make something out of like yes. she was already somebody. I loved her working on Cut Gems and she was an underground artist in a way, I guess. But I don't love that she is some like it's to me i'm like i didn't need a julia fox i didn't yeah. i feel like she it's like okay great I'm, I'm happy for you we'll see how the years go but people like i'll still read things of like oh my god she's giving it all oh honey and i i guess as not being a girl like i sometimes don't get the the joy that that brings certain ladies to see somebody like fierce like that or something yeah i mean she's empowered which is cool and she's great but again it's like I don't, I don't pay a lot of attention to her anymore, to be honest, after the whole Kanye thing. Like I kind of got over it pretty fast. Yeah. But you're right. There are a lot of people that are like, she's serving. She is the moment. Da, 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 da. Yeah, like, she's going out in like bread bags and like, oh, like how interesting. Rat. Like this, I mean, that's what I'm saying. She's like begging to wear like wire hangers. Like that's like, what else are you? You're like the carrot top of fashion where you're just trying to put different things on your body and then get photographed outside. And to me, that's exciting to some people. But for me, I mean, I look at a lot of things like this, but it gets me sad. I'm like, no, this is sad. Like she's getting herself in these weird costumes and like fuller brushes and shit like that. Yes. Um, Just to be talked about still yeah. to extend her 15 minutes. I mean, could you date Kanye? Would you, if, if Kanye was at Bungalow last night and said, oh shit, Lex and Eco, Plot Girl Summer, what's <laughs> up? He goes, you know, I want you tomorrow. We're going to go to Paris. All you need to do is go pack a bag right now. Remember your phone. Don't forget it. And uh, <laughs> would you go? Oh, this is so tough because like, <laughs> I want to go to Paris, but I don't. There's no part of the, me that feels any intimate or romantic attraction to Kanye. So like if I had to put out, I don't think I could do that. <laughs> well, he's not going to. He's going to be like, it's cool. We're like, we'll see where he, what if he says we see where it goes. Yeah, I would go. I got to go, Lex. This is too, I cannot, you literally, this is so not, no, Lex, no, like, no, because then this is going to affect every other guy you date for the rest of your life. Right. They're always going to be like, this is the girl that went to Paris with Kanye, with Kanye. the night of. Yeah, like, and I'm she didn't want to hook up with him, Connor. but she was like, he said, let's see where it goes. And she went, <laughs> ruin it. No. My um, morals are so low after Plot Girl Summer. I'm like, trip to Europe. Wait, yes. <laughs> where are you with DiCaprio and uh, the Hadid? I don't care. Like when, okay. when page six and like, I loved you posting all the daily mail headlines. And I was it's like, insane. this is like, so I don't, I don't need to hear this. I don't need to hear what her dad thinks about it. I don't need to see grainy photos of them. I'm like, <laughs> I know. like yeah, those free. are two people. Yeah. Congratulations, yeah they're first shot over 25. But by the way, it's like DiCaprio always wears the pulled down hat and the mask. Like, yes. uh, you know, he's not exciting visually in real life anymore, which is fine. Like, I think he's just an, a really amazing actor. But I love that he is actually getting credit for dating somebody two years older than he usually does. It's exactly. like, like he's dating a mature woman, you know. But again, do we not have to question the timing of this as well with all of that press coming out about him breaking up with people who are 25? Like, again, 
I why, but why not go to it if, if you if you this is why I don't understand press Lex is that like why not then if you're trying to throw things a curveball go with a 33 year old go with a 34 year old right. like why 27 it's still joke it's still laughable because I can make a stupid joke of like oh a mature woman two years you know exactly but I think maybe that was his compromise he's like <laughs> really these people were like 33 goes I will nope. not go over 27. Nope. I will not go. That over. is my limit. Swear <laughs> uh, to God. I don't, I don't care. I'm like, why is this news? Like, why are we applauding this man for dating a 27 year old? He's 40. I mean, at this point, I like at this point, he's going to do what he's going to do. Like yes. all of our jokes for all of this time have done nothing. He is not, not he doesn't really do interviews. He doesn't really, he lets his work speak for himself. And I always think this about pop culture and PR is if you remain quiet, it is always the strongest position you can have yes. because you let people wear themselves out talking about you and eventually they give up or they, I mean, like we still go hard on DiCaprio, obviously, but we don't have a response back to see that it's getting to him necessarily. I mean, you exactly. could say the 27 year old might be, but in reality, I don't think we've ever had a like, come on, guys, it's not funny, you know? Literally never. He just carries on with his business dating these hot models. Like, he literally just lives his life. He's like, I want to act, I want to talk about climate change, and I want to date a 25-year-old model. People can poke fun left, right, or center, and he's like, cool, I'll be on my yacht. <laughs> Which shows you, I really, truly think most celebrities don't give a rip, you know, like, no. about us. No. I mean, which, nor should they in certain ways. Um, okay. So are you watching, what are you watching on TV right now? Did you, I know you've been busy, so probably yeah. not a lot, but are you familiar with selling the OC on Netflix yet? Oh, I watched that. <laughs> You're like that. No, that I'm on. Okay. Are I we talk about Tyler. Yes. Yes. We're going to talk about that right now. Now you guys, we've been covering selling the OC on the Patreon, recapping every episode. We'll be up to episode four this week of an eight episode season. And me and Kate Legeko, we had called the first episode. We were like, this Tyler guy who was married to Brittany Snow, who was in the Pitch Perfect series, mm -hmm. had been married for two years. We were like, something's up because everybody's cuddle puddling in this OC real estate group, which, I mean, I've worked at places where people have been friendly, but we've never cuddle puddled at the, you know, you know, blockbuster video. And they're yeah. on the beach. And Alex Hall, this Alex Hall, I call her Boobs McGee because her boobs are always like out in her Crazy. dress. Yeah. And she, she was like, Hump, like cuddling him at the beach. You know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about. And then she put her mouth over his nose and then yeah. Polly went streaking. And I'm like, this is all ways of inappropriate for the workplace. Like, it, yeah, this is not what real estate is all about. This is not right? what real estate is all about. I but would I almost not, I would not sell my, I don't have a home, but I would not sell my home with them just because I'd be like, I do not want to deal with this group. Of no, people. not at all. And I don't need my real estate agent showing up with her shirt down to here and her boobs <laughs> up to here. I By the way, so <laughs> I was like, it is, it's, it's not just one outfit. Every outfit Alex Hall wears on this reality series is a boob outfit. Like, Every and outfit. I don't, I'm, I'm not trying to be a gross dude, but I'm saying it's, they're out. She's proud. She's proud. Like every outfit. And it's not a little boob. It's, it's heavy boob. Yeah. And by the way, also, I go, I mean, my, I also, these are fake boobs, but they're different kind of fake boobs. They're like teardrop fake boobs. Mm -hmm. I said that in the, I mean, like, and uh, I mean, they're, they're you, you'll guys see if you watch the show, but basically this Tyler guy, 
he's like a cool surfer dude. He was raised in like that beach area. Newport and Beach. Newport Beach. Yeah. And on Thursday or Friday, they announced that they are splitting up after two years of marriage. And they did that Instagram post of like, we have so much respect for each other's friends, blah, blah, blah. You know, it was a pandemic relationship or marriage, obviously. Yeah. yeah. But then the same day, you guys, he is photographed at like a Chili's or TGI Fridays or some shit. Uh, and Alex Hall is like, they're smelling each other. Yes. It's so disrespectful. Again, I don't know what you're doing with your life, bro. You go do you. Yes. You're going to do that to my girl, Brittany Snow, the day you announce that you're separating. Like, it's That's so gross. thirsty. Even it's if it's so not true, even if it's just a random moment. Don't go out where there's cameras on the day that you announce you're getting a divorce, potentially. Don't do but that. That's why. It's like he wanted to be seen. They wanted to, like, ride the wave of the divorce announcement because everybody loves Britney Snow. And, like, he just is, like, sucking at the teat of her fame. <laughs> I'm so... Yeah. Well, I mean, you, so, you know, like, you, really it is funny... Me. Britney Snow is not in the first season of Selling the OC, which I thought was interesting, but they do use her name a couple of times. And it is interesting. Like none of the guys in this show you can get a real beat for, except for Gio has a very strong personality, yes. but the rest are like good looking dudes that I kind of mix up a lot of the times. Tyler's just different because he has darker hair than the other guys <laughs> that have sa sandier hair, but he has the tattoos too. But Alex Hall seems like kind of in love with him in a way, like throughout the series. She was on Heather McDonald's podcast, I believe, and said uh, something to the effect, or she said something of like, oh, I... Heather said something like, oh, I think Tyler will be single in the second season. And Alex Hall said, no, no, he'll be with somebody. No, like he'll be, he'll no, he'll still be with somebody or something vague like that. But I was like, and I, Dumois had posted this and I, I wrote her back and I was like, yeah, she means she'll be with somebody. She'll be with me, Alex Hall. He'll be with yes, me, Alex yes. Hall. And that's what, cause then a couple of days later after the Heather McDonald thing, he, they announced the separation last week. And I was like, and then we get that photo, dude. As a girl, do you, and speak for all ladies, feel free sure. to speak for all ladies. Sure, of course. <laughs> do you, I mean, and, and, and you did plot girl summer plotting. Do girls plot this hard? Do girls plot of like, I like this dude, he's married, but if I work on it hard this summer, I can split them up and I can be there for him to smell me at Chili's later on. You know, like, do uh -huh. you guys plot that uh, that hard? I think that there are some women that absolutely do that. Not you, right? Not, Not you. I would never no. do that. Again, like, I will say this hands down, watching the show, even though I actually really liked Selling the OC, I preferred it over Selling Sunset. Me too, within the first really 10 minutes. It, yeah. But like, I was like, this rubs me the wrong way. This is all types of inappropriate that I don't like. I don't like the man going out and leaving his wife with their two kids. I don't like that. You know, like well, yeah, he goes, then. I think it was his name, Austin. He's like, oh, I have to put food on my food on the table for my kids. And I'm like, well, maybe don't buy $800 outfits. <laughs> I can buy a lot of food. Like I the guy's like, obviously, well, yeah, I'm like you're not spending time with your family. Like it's weird. He it actually, he's so like, weird. Yeah. So, uh, but I love, but it's very watchable. I think it, it actually perfects what they started on selling sunset. And it almost reminds you on Selling Sunset that these are like paper thin character archetypes. Yes. Like ba they're barely there. They're hot. And that's it, really. There's no plot that's line it. where I see a lot more future for plot lines on Selling the OC. 
Same, especially because there are the men, like the male female dynamic in those relationships that there's like different kind of drama that you can get. Like at a certain point on Selling Sunset, it's like, I don't need to see Chriselle and what's her name? Christine Quinn fighting again. Like I've seen it. I'm the only thing I am excited about Selling Sunset is I hope G Flip is a part of it. Rochelle's non-binary girl. Yeah. Like, like I want to see that dynamic so bad. And especially with those kind of glossy cameras, because, you know, G flip from what I've seen of them in uh, just photos seems very animated. So that energy on G flip around Jason and the other bald brother, Brett. And I want to see that. That actually really excites me for some reason. I know G flip gives me like Cara Delevingne energy. Cara Delevingne, by the way, is another story we want to we need yes. to talk about. Holy if you are a reader of the Daily Mail, the only paper of note, the New York Times of <laughs> trash, um, which I mean, I read it more than I read anything else. They are on Cara Delevingne watch. I would yeah. not know. Like every day now, there is a new article about Cara Delevingne where she supposedly there has been interventions. We have a photo of Margot Robbie looking disturbed coming out of her house, supposedly after talking to her. She went to Burning Man. We see these burnt out photos where Jay-Z's private jet, which she was on, wouldn't take off at a private airport in Van Nuys, had to wait for 45 minutes with her on the plane. She had to deplane. And then there's like all these paparazzi photos of her with her like socks on, smoking, looking just wrecked. And even before Burning Man, which is a a festival out in the desert, you guys, for artists, and it's like, you probably saw it on Instagram, but um, there were photos of her strung out, uh, going to the Pleasure Chest, which is a sex toy shop in Hollywood, coming out, smoking, changing pants, had bruises all up her legs, and it looks like she is in, you know, we can only speculate. The thing is, I've always made fun of... I've always made fun of Cara Delevingne, uh, I guess, up to the Megan the Stallion stuff. Or like yes, I was because yes. I, I thought her behavior has always been weird and it's really turned me off of Cara Delevingne. Yes. With these articles, it now has turned into I'm actually genuinely nervous, especially sure. after Anne yeah. Heche, a couple. What What is your take on all this? I mean, I when I saw those photos of her at the airport, I was like genuinely concerned like the Megan the Stallion situation I was like okay maybe she's just being quirky yeah whatever but then like that annoying friend yes like it's been almost like a steady decline of erratic behavior and I'm like something is wrong and then I really was worried when you saw Margot Robbie leaving her house crying like that to me is like that's not that is exactly what we think it is you know like she's trying to help her friend and her friend is being unresponsive and she's afraid and she's upset. Like, and it's weird. Cause Los Angeles, you, you know, there's a lot of photographs of her in these times of trouble where she's smoking weed openly, but it's Los Angeles. And you know, you, yeah. you kind of can do that. So it's like that, but you wonder then what else is it? Cause it's not just marijuana, you know, it's not just, is it alcohol? Is it other substances? We don't know for sure, but we do know obviously. And I just get nervous, you know, because these behaviors, if you are a student of pop culture, they go in cycles as well. Like, remember when, you know, Lindsay was in the depth of her, you know, partying days or even the Paris Hilton. People forget that Paris Hilton was arrested. Paris Hilton went to jail. Lindsay Lohan yeah. went to jail. Like these people, once these things start happening, they start happening in rapid succession where mm-hmm. they just end up finding trouble all within the same amount of time. And they're also being followed by paparazzi as well. So that adds to it. Yes, exactly. And it's like you said, like, 
it's like this steady decline. And we've, we saw it begin, I think with the Meg, the stallion stuff, but now it's like every single, every few days we're seeing something else about it. And it's kind of like, it's, it's scary. Like I am pretty afraid of what could possibly happen. Cause she doesn't look good. Like no. I, I'm not trying to be critical, but I'm just like, it's awful. Yeah. So, I mean, keep your keep your eye on that. I have a feeling we're going to hear a lot more about that, hopefully in a way where she decides to go off and, and clean out and stuff. Yeah. Um, what else are you watching? I know, you know, where, where are you on Bravo? Cause I know you're not caught up on housewives. Yeah. I mean, you, but the thing is so fun. It's so funny. Cause if you just go around Instagram, though, following the people we follow, you know everything. Anyways, <laughs> I, I wanted to draw your attention to something that came today. Okay. Um, so, Medita's <laughs> on so, uh, Lisa Renna, just you guys know how much love I have for Lisa Renna. Oh, she boy. posted this on her Instagram stories today Sunday Truths. I'm like the LeBron James of Housewives at this point. You can't afford to lose me. And that was, uh, and then she added Michael Rappaport. And I'm like, that's Lisa. Michael Rappaport lives so far up you and Erica Jane's ass that it's like, don't, nobody like, listen, I, I, I enjoy Michael Rappaport as like a fun novelty yes. act kind yes. of thing, but like, you don't like throw a quote Michael Rappaport's way or like something that he had said about you. Like nobody gives a shit legitimately about Michael Rappaport. Right. Don't and use him think- as your like litmus of like, I must be LeBron James. You aren't embarrassing. And to be honest, like, again, I'm not fully caught up, but I know everything. Like you said, I spend a couple of minutes on Instagram. I know everything that's happened on yeah. these latest um, Aspen episodes, but it's like Lisa is almost like losing her ability to um, like maintain the attention of the group to meddle. Like, I feel like people like Crystal and Sutton are just like sick of her shit. I think Kyle is starting to realize that like, oh, like I've got to get in with other people here because this is like a ticking time bomb with Lisa and Erica. And I don't know. It's just like. I'm she had bored. an interview <laughs> on with interview magazine this week or something. And she was walking some runway show for the New York fashion week. And it was pretty much the interviewer was like, so, you know, there's rumors that you might not come back to the season and all that. And, you know, but, in, and, and Lisa in pure humble fashion was like, you know, I'm the only housewife walking a runway show. So you tell me if, you know, do, does the show need me? Does I need to, like, it was like some so egotistical bullshit. And I'm like, you are like a novelty act as well. And I, yeah. I just personally think I, I always thought Lisa Renna would be able to stay as long as she wanted until they put Dorinda on pause. And then the season happened and she's been kind of a monster where I'm like, at a certain point I get like, you can only see the same movie so again and again, so many yeah. times. Like I've seen this now so many times that it's like, she keeps saying, I'm I'm taking the fall because I'm playing the villain and that you need the villain in the show. I agree with that. But sometimes if you keep being the villain year in, year out, like even like Dexter, remember every year they would have a new villain. They would have a yes. new bad guy. It was like the big bad, they would call him. Lisa can only be the big bad for so many seasons. And I just don't. And she's lost trust with so many of the cast members in terms of like, will she turn on me next? That I just don't know how much farther, and this isn't like, I legitimately wonder this, how much farther do you go with this person, you know? Yeah, and the thing that's so, like, what is interesting to me with Lisa this season is she has, like, built her brand, like, her entire Housewives character on the fact that she's, like, 
meant like going to say it like it is own it da 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 yep. and then she does a complete 180 when it comes to Erica and it's like well Lisa you like you're a fraud and you can't be selective about who you're choosing to um you know hold accountable for their actions but you're trying to do that and then it makes you look uncredible uncredible not credible uh not credible I think yeah I mean that's it's uh, no <laughs> no I I, it, it's true. It's truly very, very bizarre to me because I've never like she legitimately seems like she's spiraling in the media. She's yes. Kanye on a D level, you know, like it's a Kanye West on a D level to me where it's just like, oh, my God, like, girl, like save yeah, your relax. oxygen. Like you keep saying you're not going to talk about housewives anymore on your Instagram. And then you end up like just. It's it's like another thing where it just is embarrassing. It's like if my mom started, it's like Addison Ray's parents. Like if my yeah. mom started, you know, coming out on Instagram hard saying I'm the best there ever was, I'd be like, mom, come on, just chill. Could you be my mom? You know? It's, um, yeah, it's getting embarrassing, is what it is. Like she keeps it's like she's trying to keep herself relevant, but it's very translucent or transparent of like yeah, totally. what she's doing at this point. We're like, Lisa, just Stop. <laughs> um, also, there was a Dumois uh, item this weekend, Erica Jane, and it was saw Erica Jane in West Hollywood, and she was wasted and making out with one of the go-go boys at Mickey's, which is a gay bar on in West Hollywood. Friends saw her outside smoking a cigarette, and she was throwing around the new album she, was, she has coming out to anyone who would listen. Uh, what a not so pretty mess. Can you imagine if you're walking down with her and you're like, yeah, I got new music coming out. Yeah, kiss me. Ah. I mean, I would like, oh my God. You know, like, you know, I, I've been, I love Boys Town. I love the whole, but like, you know, they're all cheering her on in there. These people, I have a feeling have such warped views of how people actually view them that it's, it's bizarre, you know? Of course. Cause they're only focusing on the people that give them that positive reinforcement. And so they live in this bubble in their mind that they are not at fault at all. Like Erica is again, like I am so team crystal. I'm so proud of crystal and the clips that I've seen of her. Like great this week, eloquently defending the situation at hand. And it like, she's just making Erica look so bad. And in the words of Garcelle, Erica can do that all on her own, but like, She's just sitting there so calmly spitting facts that I'm like, how can you even like? Because that's what this show needs, though, is that, you know, I always sometimes think Crystal is too normal for this show. Like, I'm like, she's probably going to have the best life out of all of them because yes. she has cool kids, cool husband. Seems like she, you know, she has her issues, but we all do. But there's, sometimes they're not dramatic enough as like an Erica Jane or a Lisa Ray. Yes. But then this week I started reconsidering that because I was like, she spoke so eloquently about the situation where that's what we need is to remind people that when Erica Jane goes, it was dismissed without prejudice. You need somebody to go, actually it was not, it was uh, just, you know, out of Chicago, they ended it and refiled over in Los Angeles. None of this is actually true. It's how we paint ourselves is that Erica is not a reliable narrator. I always use the concept of a reliable narrator. Crystal is crystal is not proven yet that she cannot be trusted. Like, so I will trust something out of crystal's mouth way more than any of the other ladies. Agreed. Hands down. Well Um, said, Ryan. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. Well said, Lex. I mean, we both well said things. Uh, also, Kathy Hilton, uh, I, let me posit a theory. So the other thing that happened this week was Lisa Rinna was being a dick about Kathy's tequila, Casa del Sol. And she wanted like, my friend Kendall Jenner's 818 tequila, which that's another embarrassing thing. My I friend, know. like my friend Kendall Jenner, like, <laughs> but um, 
you know, and then they, they, the editors trolled her with all the times Kathy had presented the Casa del Sol at all of these other events. It's, I don't think it's as much of a troll as they think it is though, because it's like every housewife does this. Like, I mean, like Rinna yeah. Rose, like Rinna needs this show next year more than she does this year when Rinna Rose actually comes out. So, she, she, and you know, damn well, she'll push it every episode. Absolutely. She will. And she'll probably make some comment about how Kathy did it. So she's doing it too. Like it's, but it's like with this all started even with Bethany, Skinny Girls Cocktails. How many, like, you know, Real Housewives in New York? Every housewife does this. Kathy Hilton, Vita by the tequila? way. Vita yeah. Tequila? Vita, Vita tequila. tequila. I hear it Kath- every episode. <laughs> Kathy Hilton. I mean, like, what I'm saying is like, Kathy Hilton definitely has her faults. I always say that. But like, I don't think promoting a product to be on the show, like, that was probably why she did the show in the first place. Exactly. Is like, let me product placement on that show, like all the other girls do. I will say this I read this somewhere this week and it made a lot of sense to me. Remember that Kathy came in halfway through the season already, kind of, mm-hmm. or like missed the first part because she didn't sign her contract yet. Is that I think, and what I had read in this thing is that these other ladies were pissed at Kathy by the time she decided to come in. Because think about it, even at your job, think about where like, if you're employee, you know, somebody that you work with at your desk, they just got like two weeks off and they didn't, you know, it doesn't count against their PTO. They just got two weeks off. You know, they come in all of a sudden, they've missed the last two weeks where you've been busting your butt. Yeah. And think about all these other ladies, like Rena's like, well, I've been filming this. They're pissed by already. And then Kathy comes in trying to push her tequila. That's probably annoying to these ladies. And that's why maybe some of the reactions we're getting on camera from Lisa, especially and Erica, is that, is Our that she didn't have that. to be That's here actually the whole a time. fair point. Yes. Yeah. And they're ticked off because now she's getting camera time away from them and shouldn't put in the work. And I think Brenna is also pissed because online Rena has been bitching about Kathy Hilton since they actually filmed the Aspen trip. Yeah. Remember this? She made noise that weekend though. We like this is this campaign against Rena against Kathy has been going on since it actually filmed. And I think Rena is even losing it even more because nobody truly cares. We still haven't seen, seen what Kathy's done. That's how this episode ended this week with yeah. text messages from Kathy saying, stay, stay, I'm staying silent, staying silent. Lisa, you know, text Erica saying it was, crazy she went wild in the sprinter van she said mean things about kyle and we're gonna see this play out now for the rest of the season i just don't know if i care at this i mean like it's got to be really bad for me to like yeah so i am very unclear because again i remember at the beginning of filming everyone talked about how kathy did something really bad possibly racist possibly well possibly homophobic i had heard said a slur to the dj maybe at this club i had heard I'm like, I didn't know people were like team Kathy. Then she comes on to this season and everybody seemingly is into Kathy. But then we got those texts as a to be continued or a next week yeah. Um, between her and Lisa. And I'm like, is this like what's happening? Like what is actually going on? And are people going to flip their switch on Kathy after next week? I feel like this. I feel like it almost she she already, you know, when she made that mistake about calling Lizzo precious on Watch What Happens Live, yeah, there was already a really a huge uproar at Kathy at that point. And that kind of rode out. Like, I almost think maybe the big outrage got already done for Kathy a couple of weeks ago. So the big outrage that might be coming is not going to mean anything because we already go, Kathy says dumb fucking things. No offense, Kathy, yeah. but like Kathy says dumb things. Kathy reminds me a lot of my mom in a lot of ways. And I don't mean about slurs and stuff yeah. like that, but I mean like my mom says wild shit. Like she's been on the podcast and she'll say wild shit. Like yeah. 
And Kathy, Kathy was at that club in her PJs. You guys, Kathy was the only one not in glam because Kathy's like, I don't even care, man. You guys won't even drink my tequila. I love that about her, that she's just like, whatever, and shows up. She's like, I'm ready for bed. I'm going to bed. I'm waking up when I want to. She marches to the beat of her own drum. And I do really respect yeah. that. Um, as we start winding down here, uh, wait, by the way, check your phone. Does, has this guy or check your, has this guy said anything to you? Nothing yet. Okay. Nothing yet. Okay. Nothing yet. Play the alarm again. I know. Let me do it. Yeah, please do it. It looks like he's still at his apartment. So here's the thing. He might be at his apartment and it's in the car. That's what I think. Okay. So I thought you were saying you thought he was driving around. No. So he was at his apartment this morning. Then he was at another location and now he's back at his apartment. And I'm we're like, we're going to get this. We're going to get this phone. Where is, I mean, is it literally 10 you? minutes away from Okay. Me? I drove by it this morning. That's I went the only thing to find my iPhone and you guys, now they have these air tags and I put it on my keys and in my wallet. Cause I lose everything and they really are helpful to a degree. Um, okay. As we start winding down, do you pay attention to Southern charm at all? Yes. I want to talk about Southern. So that is where I am. Okay. I don't know why this season I'm like in it. it you know, I got to tell you, I thought it was like a mess of a season, but it's something that was really enjoyable. The last two episodes, I feel I've gotten past even the mess I was enjoying yeah. and now gotten to just enjoyable, enjoyable where I'm like, they are falling apart. Like Craig, when Craig drinks heavy, it's good TV. Yeah. I could not believe how he just did all those shots came back down at that table and like went at Naomi, like it was so out of place. And I was just like, I honestly felt bad for Paige. Like I'm like, if Paige yeah, is- has to watch this. Yeah. It's like, I don't know how you sit there and you're like, cool with it. Cause it is very clear to me that like he has residual feelings. I'm not oh. saying he's in love with Naomi, but he has like unresolved and residual feelings. You are her. dead on. Right. Is that like, he cares so hard and I agree. I don't think he's actively in love with Naomi, yeah. but there are, and a, this is a very ma male thing as well. And I don't mean, cause females obviously get their heart broken probably more, but when you break a man's heart, there's like this male masculinity aspect of it where it's like, how dare you? I'm a guy. How dare yes. you break? I'm it's supposed to break ego. your heart. And, and he, he, you can tell like any, like it is just seething. Like even, you know, like, the, the beginning of the season at Naomi's party was like, I'm just sad you didn't get to see this guy, this new Craig, because you'd really like him. He's amazing. Like he said, he is so pissed yes. that she did this to him in the first place. He truly is, I think, happier with Paige. But you, once somebody gets something over on somebody that considers themselves pretty great, they never forget it. Absolutely. I 10 out of 10 agree. And I definitely think he's happy with Paige, but you're right. It's like, he cannot get over that Naomi like broke his heart. And every time he drinks or they're around each other, it is so clear and evident. Like, and now with the Whitney thing too, he's so jealous when they were at the cabin and he was outside when they were in the room together. I was like, Craig, this is embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I always question like, okay, what's for the show and what's this, but yeah. that it seems very real. The other thing is I need your opinion on is Austin had a conversation with Taylor Shep's ex-girlfriend in this, where he's like, you know, he teared up and he was like, I see the way he treats you and you're just too great. And da da da. And like, he was making tons of sense. And he was like calling out his friend kind of, of like, you know, Hey, 
you know, he's not going to change. This is the person that yes. he is. They, you know, what was your opinion on Austin this episode? I, and I don't say this lightly because I'm not an Austin fan. I loved Austin this episode. Like I could he not made a lot of sense. Austin was the voice of reason, but I also like, it was very genuine to me, the amount of empathy that he had for Taylor. And it was like clear that it was not sitting right with him, the Raya profile, all of that stuff. And then when uh, Shep was in the car talking about how he wants Taylor to quit her job and how he was like, no man, like stop. Like it is very like, I, I was very impressed with Austin, but it's very um, clear to me that he cares about Taylor. And I feel like what Shep is doing to her is probably way worse than we see on the show because he seems very, very serious. Comfortable. About it. He's very comfortable doing it. And he doesn't even realize when he's doing it sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Well, my thing is, I agree with you about Austin. My one issue with that though, is well, where were these deep thoughts when how he was treating Sierra and Lindsay in the summer house? Like where were these deep thoughts of conversation when he was playing both of them against each other? I, you know, it's like, you're able to laser pinpoint the issues between Taylor and Shep, <laughs> but there's no personal responsibility taken for you. In fact, you still to this day, and it's, it's hysterical, you know, just, be, it's like, he gets away. Like it's he, everybody keeps saying it's always like, Sophie will be like, he's tall. He's tall. Like that's the yeah. excuse. Like he gets away with it. Cause he's tall. Like he's tall. And I'm like, I'm so tired of that being a legitimate excuse. Like that actually means something, but where like this see, means. I, sorry. But, I want to say no, no, something. Please. Seeing this side of Austin made me consider that it's not the tall thing. There is clearly a part of him that is very charming and like as gay, yeah, his talking intelligence. Game. Yeah. And like I am positive that there is a side of him that these girls have seen that they don't put on the show that makes him attractive and appealing. Like that's a great I would be point. Attracted to that. No, you're right. You can be talked into going away with Kanye. I mean, you can really <laughs> legitimately be talked away. No, but this doesn't the take thing much. Is, yeah, the thing with Okay, so the thing with Austin, though, is that you're right. He does legitimately understand. Like, he was understanding the complexities of this relationship. But what I'm saying, though, then, that makes him even more of a devil. Yes. Because he does understand complexities. So he does know exactly what he's doing. And I also think there's a little bit of Tom Schwartz in him where he'll drink heavily so he can do bad behavior. Yes. He can almost agreed. blame it on that because he legitimately knows emotionally what he's doing is wrong. But also we tell ourselves lies. We tell that I'm just saying that this almost proves my point even more of like the dude fucking knows. And that's even more gross that he did that shit he did to Sierra and Lindsay. Yes. But nobody, nobody is smart enough around him to have the conversations that he's having to tailor. Like imagine if Shep then went to Lindsay and said, you know, um, or I like Sierra and say, yo, he wants to sleep with you. You're hot. He does yeah. not want a relationship with you at all. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that is what's going yes. on. Sierra. That is exactly like, what's happening. Um, so anyways, great. But also we got the winter house uh, trailer yes. for season two. Didn't that look amazing? It looks so good. I actually really love that the Toms are there, your besties. Yes. Um, and they make a little cameo. I could not believe the Lindsay rumor they dropped in the trailer. Did you yeah, see? Tell, tell everybody what the Lindsay rumor is. So um, it was Paige. And I think she's talking to Sierra. I forget who it was. But the day, was it the day that her and Carl, their first date, was it, if I'm correct? Yeah. Uh, in the morning, she was in Austin's bed and her hand was placed in his lap when he woke up. Uh, 
Did you see that? It was like a little yeah, scene yeah. I had to go back and watch it. And I was like, oh, that's going to be really bad because then like, obviously Lindsay and Carl come visit the house and now they're engaged. And I'm just like, ooh, this isn't good. No, it's not good at all. Again. I mean, it, I mean, but it looked amazing. And you even had Tom Sandoval, Tom Schwartz show up and they even yep. get, you know, they were only there for a weekend and they got a lot of screen time on the preview because I do love how like the Marvel universe, they're really setting this up is because yes. then this is going to feed into Vanderpump rules, which mm-hmm. they finished filming last night, the season 10. And it's going to uh, feed into this because they're asking about Katie, uh, you know, Schwartz's wife. And then the last line is Schwartz going, I think I have alcohol poisoning, which was just classically, uh, you know, classically delivered. Um, do you have 10 more minutes? Yeah, yeah. Are you sure? Are you? I know your I'm phone's totally missing, so fine. you're probably... I just had to run and grab my charger upstairs real quick. Yeah, One sec, okay? Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. sorry my computer was about to die <laughs> no problem um okay so winter house looks incredible yeah. vanderpump rules you guys like i said they finished filming this weekend they you'll see on instagram they did ariana and katie's sandwich shop there's just something about her i think it's called yeah. there's something about her which is very nancy myers and they had a grand opening for that and schwartz and sandy's is not going to be open yet but i think they filmed a scene where they're acting like it's open Ooh, really yeah from what because last night was the last night of filming 
And I know a couple of people that went yeah. and I know it's not open to the public yet. It was supposed to be, but I think they had a couple of issues. Like I had went to the, the daily mail party that it was like the grand yeah. opening. And this was like two months ago. So, and then they did like a friends and family the next week that I didn't go to. And then I think they ran into some issues. So hopefully it'll be open soon for people in LA because we got to go. That'll be fun. Yes, right? Absolutely. We finally actually meet. We, you know, we, you can, we have uh, to go. <laughs> so yeah, no. Uh, so I'm excited. Are you doing BravoCon? No, I'm not. Are I'm, you? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing, I'm, I'm waiting to find out though. There's a couple things up in the air about BravoCon and that's why I haven't made uh, any announcements on here about like things that I might be doing work-wise. So I'm waiting to find out. Like, yes. I, I mean, mean now that I think about it, I just realized I might have to be in New York for work. I might be uh, have to speak on a panel that same weekend. So maybe I should just go. Well, you <laughs> should first off a, but two, you know, you are, I consider you not only an influencer and all this and, and a really positive influence for women in general, but also you're like a really strong business person. Yeah. Like, and this is a question I struggle with that. I was going to ask you away from pop culture is that I always hate that I have to sell myself. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, that we have to be our biggest cheerleaders that we have to, and it feel it always feels gross. I, like I've done this now close to three years and it's, you know, progressively gotten better and better, but it's like, I still every day have to shout out myself every mm-hmm. day. And it feels so creepy. And then I was having to write a letter to a business on Friday and remind them of who I not, or like sell myself again yes. over this email just to get like a, a call or a zoom. But the thing was like, I genuinely believe I can do what I had what I was setting my, like, and that's, I usually wouldn't set in such a strong email, but like, how do you get over the fact that we do have to shout our, and then this is for everybody out there. We have to shout our own qualities out all the time. How do we do that in the right way? Is there a right way? I mean, I think it's a couple of things, right? Like, first of all, from like a mindset perspective, I always show up for myself because I'm like, nobody is going to do it for me or better than me. And like, then I always think too, it's like, we are so quick to say all these negative things about ourselves, but just like pause and think about all of the amazing shit that you do. Like you're such a talented person. You're like so smart, so funny, so bright. And it's like, why don't you want to recognize all of those qualities? And I know that it makes you uncomfortable, but you have to kind of like move that feeling to the side. Yeah. Like I will, no one's going to do it for you. No, it is. I think it's just one of the frustrating parts about any job though, or any, or any, mm-hmm. or even trying to get to the next level is that you have to remind people of this is who I am. And this is what, and then it was funny. Cause I was writing this letter and I was writing all these things and I was like, Oh shit, I really do have a lot of, I was like, Oh my God, I've, I've done a hosting thing know, for that. I've done live, I've done live trade shows. I've done live, you know, like I've done. And then I was like, Oh, well, I actually fully am qualified for this job, yes. you know, or this job I was going for. And I just, thought it was interesting. Cause you always seem like you are, even if, even if you don't feel that way inside, you always seem uh, secure in a non egotistical way. Yes. And I think non egotistical is the key word there. I think what it comes down to, to what you just said is like, I've done the work. It's, I feel completely confident in like speaking about my capabilities or my career wins or whatever, because it's like, I've done the work. Like, I know that a lot of people online are always surprised when I say how old I am and I'm not going to say it on here, but like, I've had a lot more 16 years years old, you guys, 16 years old. And she's already so far past all of us. I've had a lot of years that I spent doing that work. And so it's like, I know 
what I've done and I know where I've been and like how I've got here. And so for me, it's like, I just want to come from a place of encouraging and helping other people because I know that it's not easy and I know that it takes time, but it's also not impossible. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's what I always, and that, you know, I really, I always get that feeling from, you know, I'm not your core demographic either of like the people that you reach out to, but like, I really, I'm just like always so impressed. And I was like, you know what, you would be somebody that I should go to when I have questions about business or even like not selling yourself, but like, this is what I'm looking to do. What do you recommend? Like, what's the best way? And it is one of those things is that you have to take these you know, they feel, they might feel like huge leaps inside of yourself, you guys, but in reality, they're kind of small steps that yes. is just in our mind. We built up because I had built up this letter for so, you know, and then I wrote it. I was like, oh, well, this is dumb. And it was just to get like a Zoom I thing. Know, they you like they immediately wrote back. They're like, yeah, let's get that scheduled. Let's get that. Yeah, we definitely want to You're like, that. why and was I, this so hard for was, me to do? <laughs> and in my head, it was this monster. It was a monster of a thing. Um, okay. What are we looking forward to this week? Anything uh, of note, Lex? Or we have the Kardashians premiering. Kardashians. Um, uh, I want to say I'm, I think I'm one episode behind, but I am loving real girlfriends of Paris. Have you watched I do it? Too, actually? Yes. Isn't it like, it's like refreshing and like easy. I really, really like it. So looking forward to that. Um, I started that show. Tell me lies on Hulu and it's very sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can you tell me Please explain all of female them to me. Cause it's like, I had to watch those 50 shades of gray movies. And I remember when they came out and like girls, like falling over these books and all this stuff. And then I watch it. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. You got, what are we, what we're, okay, this it's not erotic. like that. It's not like that. What makes it sexy. And this is fucked up. I will say it, but this is how I will generalize with my, with my ladies over here. Like it's, it's following this couple throughout their like relationship, but it's like the most toxic relationship, but like the most toxic relationships make for the best, like romantic partnerships because you're like so fucked up. And so it's just like all of this, like push pull sexiness, but then also like (laughs) drama. And you just, you're like, this is so toxic, but I cannot look away. And they're just hot. (laughs) By the way, I feel like you should have just started with and they're hot and then period. (laughs) Like they're hot, period. And that's why I watch this. Um, Okay, so that's called what again? Tell Me Lies. Tell Me Lies. I want to recommend this awful show that's been around for a long time, but I got into it during the pandemic and it premiered last week on TLC again, Sister Wives. And the second episode is on tonight, but Cody and Christine, one of the Sister Wives, they split up last week. And it's really kind of just, it like it reminded me my theater days. If I was still doing theater, I would do this as a one hack play because it was just two people talking <laughs> about how to break out of this plural marriage, and it was like super intense. And it was because this guy Cody that has like he's not set out for plural marriage, even though he's done it for the last twenty plus years, and he has a favorite wife, which is like a no no in plural marriage. You're not supposed oh. to have a favorite, but everybody knows this this lady Robbins. It's like it's like Mauricio Dorit and Kyle. So yes. I recommend that. I also <laughs> recommend there's a three part docu series on Netflix that just came out on Wednesday called Sins of the oh. uh, Sins of Our Mother, yes. and it's about the Lori Vallow. Chad Daybell uh, trial a bit based on the murders that they, I don't even think I have to say allegedly they committed, but it is yes. a dark story about uh, religion, you know, with zombies. Uh, I mean, just a tragic story. The Did you watch this? Was, 
I haven't watched it. I saw, I watched the trailer and I was like, how is this real life and these poor kids? So it's definitely on my list. Good reminder. Thank you. And also Real Housewives of Salt Lake City is going to be premiering. I think the week after this one, I watched the season premiere and it is really good. You guys, it is really good. And it's, uh, I love it because last, if you remember season two, we started with the Sprinter van being pulled over with Jen Shaw. And so you started there and you were all excited. And then they waited like three quarters of the way to the season to get to that Sprinter van episode. This doesn't start like, I mean, we get Jen Shaw stuff, but then we, you know, get all of this other stuff that is really based around Lisa and Meredith. That is fascinating. And I really enjoyed that. They didn't, um, you know, they tease a little bit about the guilty thing in the yep. episode or being not guilty, but then they focus on these other things, which I think is a really smart way to go. Because remember, they filmed this entire season before she had changed her plea to guilty. Yep. So this oh whole season, God. she's going to go through saying that she is not guilty, which is wild knowing that she then changes her plea, which brings another layer of weird entertainment to it. I know. And that's the thing. Again, like, I cannot understand how this woman went like a whole season claiming she was innocent to only like change her plea. And then I think, was there a clip in the trailer when she's like, Stu set me up or like, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, this is all because of Stu. (laughs) Like, wait, the Stu that you would yell at and he'd drive you around like this, that's Stu, the (laughs) one that you fell on the ice last season and he picked you up. That's Stu. It's like, okay. But you know, we, we, she's a scrapper. Like she, and and also remember some people out there don't mind lying. Some people are very comfortable with it. Um, okay. So we need Lex to get her phone back. So we're going to send out good vibes for that. She's going to keep us posted to make sure she gets this phone back. Let me know if you need help. How do we support you though? Because listen, I'm so damn pissed that your podcast still is, you're not doing new episodes. I know. I know. What is going on? What, how do we support you right now? Besides following you on Instagram and TikTok. Follow me on TikTok and Instagram at Lex Nico. Um, I will share, I will come back on and share some stuff with you soon of what's in the world. Oh yeah. Cause by the way, you did like an E takeover. You done like, you've got like, you, you are like, you like, come on, man. You're like hostess. Oh yeah. No, I've done that stuff. It's been really good. But on the podcast front, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. And I think something's gonna click. Sounds like you already have. I, if we're going to do a podcasting war, it starts right now. Oh, right? let's so it starts go. Right baby. now. Um, now I'm like jealous. I'm like, who the, uh, who gets to co-host this day? If it's not, I'm ticked. Um, but Lex Nico, you guys, you know her, you love her. Thank you so much for coming back. We only scratched the surface. I could have gone another yeah. two hours, but you did this even after losing your phone. So props to it. you. We really appreciate it. And I always love chatting with you. Thanks, you're always welcome on here anytime. Bye. Hey guys, we're back because I forgot a whole section of something that's happening this week. And that I don't know if you guys remember the queen passed away and then there's like 11 days of activity and mourning. I'm not big on the Royals. I mean, I don't have so much knowledge. This has all been playing catch up this last, you know, couple of weeks, but you are an expert on the Royals. I am Lex, and dialed I, in. I am please dialed tell in. us what the dirt is because what is like Harry and Megan weren't allowed at this big party, like the, the, the big showstopper party today. Yeah, so they were invited and then uninvited. It's still unclear as to why, but there <clears throat> sorry, there were a few things that happened after the queen passed away that have been very back and forth. Like the first thing, Charles was king, crowned king. Um but what people don't know is like even though we've seen so much about Harry talking about his like 
difficult relationship with his father, like Charles and Wills also have a pretty difficult relationship. So it was interesting when there were all of those headlines that it was like Wills and Kate invite Harry and Megan for a walkabout and blah, blah, blah. And everyone's like, that's so nice. The fab four and yada, yada. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, Wills is like on because he's like, I'm going to do this. This is what everyone's going to talk about. Nobody's going to be talking about that my dad is the king. And in my mind, it was a strategic play in that capacity. And then we saw them like, um, you know, obviously they were. Because you think William wants attention. Yes. Yes. He wants to take attention away from his dad. Wow. Yeah. What is my question to you is, and this is why, why the hatred right now between William and his brother? So I think it comes down to the fact that. What? It's all Megan. Is it all Megan? I think it's Megan. And I think it comes down to the fact that when everything was happening behind the scenes and in the press, Wills didn't stand with Harry and his like asks for more protection, for more security, for them to stand up and like speak out more. And he really sided with the crown and with his family and blah, blah. And essentially that's like, you're going to side with them. Like you're hella racist. And then, of course, there was like the added layer that like Kate and Megan don't get along and it just, you know, all became increasingly difficult. But I think it really stems from the fact that he expected his brother to side with him and he didn't do that. So, I mean, and are you pro Megan or are you I mean, did you listen to her podcast? Did you listen to where yeah. are you? Sta- where do you stand on on Megan? And, and here's the thing. Harry. I love Megan. I think sometimes the words that come out of her mouth, I, I cannot believe like when she compared herself to um, a diva. No, who was it? The, the South African man. Oh, Mandela, 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 Mandela Nelson yeah. Mandela. I was like, girlfriends, are you for real, for real right now? So like, she does things like that, that I'm like, I cannot. It doesn't do her any favors. Yes. Yeah. But I think that she is like, I think that her and Harry are good. I think that like, the way that they show up, like, you know, even when they all were um, going to the queen, cause she, they did her like laying in state and they all were there. And then when they were leaving, they're like holding hands. And I'm like, I get it. Like you're there for your man. You guys are a united front. You're a unit. Like I appreciate that. Even though I do think it's like kind of for show, but sometimes. But isn't like, most of royalty for show to begin with? Yes, of course. It's the pomp. But, but why didn't Megan go with Harry when he was rushing to see uh, his grandma before she passed or she she died before he got there? Yeah. But so she was, didn't go with him. Why do you think that was a thing? And so I think that she like either was like, it's going to be too much drama if I go or they like decided that or the royal family asked her not to go and she was upset about it. But I also think it's strategic and optics because Kate stayed with their kids. So Megan stayed um, because it wouldn't look right for her to go and Kate not go. Wow. So, I mean, when does this, all the festivities, is it today the last day of festivities or because by the way, also I read today, you know, every the the line queued for like up to four miles to see the queen lying in state, and somebody tried to tackle the yes. the coffin. Yes, somebody tried to tackle the coffin. There were um, like there was news of like sexual assault in the queue. Like, what are these people doing? What? Yes, insanity. Oh my god! And this, I mean, is tomorrow, I believe, and that, 
like you said, there was some sort of reception at the palace yeah, with all the world leaders. Cause yes. like Joe Biden just got over there yeah. today, but not like all the leaders. And from Harry all of and these Meghan are places. disinvited from that. And that I don't know why, because up until now they've been doing everything by the book and everybody's been getting along. And then there was the whole thing where Harry couldn't wear his uniform military. Yeah. And then even I thought Andrew wasn't supposed to wear his military uniform. And then he, that asshole's yeah. in military yeah. guard. So there was like public outrage that Andrew got to wear it. So then they went back on that decision, but then they were invited to the palace and then they were disinvited. And it's, it's still not, there's been no like official news about you, man, why. If I think the Royals finally got me like there, you need, there needs to be a show about the Royals. That's all I'm saying. First off, because I, this, <laughs> it needs to be bring, brought to the common people that, cause now I'm like fully, this is like Melrose place. This is like nine. Oh, yeah. Like I'm like, like, I had no clue. It was this petty, this petty. It is so petty. It is so petty. And like, it's this like push and pull of tradition and like the modern day, like it's crazy. And like, I would you feel- date a guy with Prince Charles's hands? He has these big hamburger helper hands, <laughs> the hamburger help, you know, the, right, the I'm not here trying to date anybody. Okay. Oh, the hands sure. are not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll even date a guy with big, uh, hamburger helper hands. Like it looks like, it looks like it's like about to, it's like a balloon that's about to pop his hands. I wouldn't turn him away on a cold night. <laughs> oh, I'm so worried about. Hey, you know what? Maybe we don't need the phone anymore. Maybe let's just let, let this yeah, guy have like, the phone. I'm and you, for, let you I don't feel phone. like you need to talk to anybody ever yeah. again. Wait, Please come wait, check Wait, 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 wait. Sorry, let, one last thing now. Now, wait. Yeah. Wait, now, you, what is the dating situation like? Where are we? Are you? Are we taken? Are you taken? Oh, you are. Are you? No. Are you, uh, can you break news that you have a boyfriend right now? I do not have a boyfriend. Is that what we're saying? Is it? Wait, no. What? Because you said at some point I thought you said you were like getting off the apps. Yeah. You've been gone so, all summer. I was not on the apps, but I guess I've been dating somebody casually. Oh, uh, what does casual mean? Like just you wear jeans around each other? Like what does that mean? <laughs> He's not my boyfriend. I am not his girlfriend. But we have fun. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. We got an exclusive. Okay. So that is good. And it's at the very end. So who knows if people will hear that. Remember my crush? My crush also has a girlfriend now. I just found that out this week. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Because Lex says sometimes she'll, well, back in the days, back old Lex, she would give herself a treat by going to look at her crush's Instagram stories. And you know, see if her Instagram crush would look at her stories, I think, or something, mm-hmm. but you are still looking at your past Instagram so crush's stories. I didn't. Somebody that is like a mutual told me, sent me the picture. And I was like, good for that's him. That's not helpful. Don't, you know what? Don't, no, hey, it's if you're a friend, it's, it's not, no, gossip. no. Cause I feel like that's hurtful. Then it makes you then go back to that headspace of thinking about this guy again. Yes. But I'm, I'm, I'm past it. I've accepted. But what do you think about the girl? Were you like that girl? Yes. You like that girl? Only because like, she's cute, but she's like not the same style as me in the sense of like, she's very like hipstery. And I was like, oh yeah. So maybe we wouldn't have worked. Like it was actually helpful, you know? <laughs> That's interesting. Well, I, I, I appreciate it. And we can go on record as saying that that person is Chris Evans, right? We can go on, yes, who, yes. we can go on record. Say. Second exclusive, Chris Evans has a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> okay, damn it. It's too much fun talking to you. Okay. Uh, we will talk to you next time. Awesome. <laughs> Folks, now is the part of the show that I love the most. We get to talk about our sponsors. Once again, So Bad It's Good is sponsored by our friends at Splendid Spoon. 
Now, uh, we are coming to what I am told is the end of the summer. So we're, we're getting back into busy season again. I feel like it's been busy season all summer, but for a lot of people, busy season starts now. And that means you're going to have less time for grocery shopping. You're going to have less time to prepare meals, just less time in general. But don't worry. This is not, this is not a big bummer because our friends at Splendid Spoon are there to help. Splendid Spoon is totally awesome. Uh, Let me just give you an example. They sent me a box last week. I got another box from them. You get to pick out from like 60 choices on their website and you get to pick out like grain bowls, smoothies, juices, all like amazing, all fresh ingredients, all healthy, but all tasty. And for me, you guys listen to this. It, it like, okay, my Thursday Real Housewives of Beverly Hills recap, I had gone through the day and I started that recap and it was like three and a half hours or three hours for the actual recap. And midway through, I was like, oh my God, I didn't eat. And it was not a problem because I didn't want to slow down working, but all I had to do was walk out of my room into the kitchen, into the fridge, grab one of the, uh, this amazing noodle bowl that I got from them, put it in the microwave. And in less than five minutes, I had a great meal. And I was able to have the energy to finish talking about these housewives. And it was awesome. You don't wake up. I mean, I don't know. There's something about Splendid Spoon food, too, that I love because I don't wake up feeling horrible after I eat it at night. I feel good. Um, I imagine that's because of like the fresh ingredients and stuff. But also, it just it saves time. It's easy. And it comes right to your door in this prepackaged thing that's like all iced. So when you get the food, even if it's been laying on your front step all day, you bring it in. It's still cold. You put it directly into the refrigerator and you are ready to go. Um, like I said, you can choose from over 50 ready-to-eat meals shipped right to your door on repeat from breakfast smoothies and lunch bowls to noodle dinners and light soups for reset days. And like I said earlier, you can easily customize this to fit what you're looking for in your meal plan. It's 100% plant-based which is huge, gluten and GMO-free, with plenty of vegetables, legumes, healthy fats, whole grains, and spices from around the world. Plus, eating plant-based food can have benefits like improved energy, sleep, digestion, and complexion. I got to tell you, I'm not going to give it full credit, but I think it's helped me grow this magnificent mustache that I have going right now. I really think, I really think the mustache is growing on me, you guys. Um, and with Splendid Spoon, it is so easy to add more plant-based meals into your busy routine. So I'm telling you guys, give this a shot. At least try it for a week and see if you dig it. Cause I totally do dig it. And they also even have like these energy shots you can order. It is so cool. Um, so this is the call to action. You guys, Fuel up for busy days with Splendid Spoon. Get started today and get $120 off your first three boxes at SplendidSpoon.com forward slash so bad. That's $120 off at SplendidSpoon.com slash so bad. That'll be in the show notes as well. And remember, go check this out. See if it's something you like. It really does help the show when you do these things. But on top of it, this stuff actually is really good. It is a product that I am using and I do highly recommend it. Okay, you guys, wasn't Lex great? I had such a fun time. Unfortunately, I did not get to nearly all of the stuff. And 
as I I, I, I am uh, I I realized once I started this podcast a couple of years ago that I am long winded. You guys know this, so I'm just gonna lean into it because I have more things that I want to talk to you guys about, and I hope that's okay. If not, use the timestamps and you can start stop wherever you'd like. So great, and also remember we're gonna have stores all uh, shows all week, so plenty of stuff. And I'm sure I don't even ah you know what, but I do. I want to get these stories out of the way. So I want to talk about a couple of other things. Um, this is really. Uh, potentially exciting. We'll see what happens, but this could happen as soon as tomorrow. Now, Rabia Chowdhury uh, was on our show um, less than a year ago, and Rabia was the lady, one of the ladies responsible for uh, fighting for Adnan Saeed, the 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 main character from the the podcast Serial, which was one of the first podcasts, one of the first podcasts of any sort that I got into, that a lot of us got into, that kind of started this. Well, you guys, Adnan might be free starting tomorrow. He might get the chance at another uh, another case, and he might get to go home in the meantime. It is truly, um, truly shocking news in a way, because I, tr- I was getting to the point where you know, it just seemed like I had talked to her a year ago and she just talked about how slow it was going. But um, this is amazing. He might have his murder conviction overturned on Monday. So we are going to find out tomorrow. But Baltimore prosecutors filed a motion saying an investigation conducted with the defense had uncovered new evidence that could undermine Saeed's conviction. So... um A court hearing has been set for Monday in Baltimore to consider a request to vacate the 2000 murder conviction. Um, And the the development comes after Baltimore prosecutors filed a motion Wednesday saying a lengthy investigation conducted with the defense had uncovered new evidence that could undermine the conviction. Saeed had had served more than 20 years in prison for the strangling of his ex-girlfriend, Hyman Lee, which is really the person that we should also keep remembering in all of this, no matter what happens, um, who was 18 when she was killed in 1999. Her body was found buried in Baltimore Park. Uh, Saeed, who is now 42, has maintained his innocence for decades and captured the attention of millions in 2014 with the debut season of the Serial podcast, focused on the case and raised doubts about some of the evidence, including cell phone tower data. Prosecutors said in their motion that they weren't asserting that Saeed is innocent, but they lacked confidence in the integrity of the conviction and recommended he be released on his reco- on his own recognizance or bail. Quote, we believe that keeping Mr. Saeed detained as we continue to investigate the case with everything that we know now when we do not have confidence in results of the first trial would be unjust, the state attorney said. Um, So this is uh, taken from NBCNews.com from an article by the Associated Press. And this is just mind blowing. Can you imagine this? I don't know if you guys ever followed the West Memphis three case. Now that was another thing, um, where that, um, the West Memphis three, you know, this was before podcast, but they had a documentary series on HBO. I don't know for all you guys, if you ever followed it, like I did and was just astounded by that. It was called paradise lost the child murders at Robin hood Hills. And it was a documentary that started in 1996 and had two sequels, uh, kind of a trilogy paradise lost Two: revelations and paradise lost three purgatory, where it actually got to the point where they got released. 
and you really do see how the wheels of justice move slowly. But it, the 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 Paradise Lost documentaries about the West Memphis Three, I high. I highly recommend it. It is so creepy and eerie, but then kind of takes another point and just shows you what a miscarriage of justice is like, the legal system, the, you know, the, all of it. It was It's so fascinating, that case. So it looks like we're going to have a similar situation in this where he has been in there for decades now and he could be released to his own recognizance tomorrow. So um, I, I'm, I might play that, replay that Rabia entry. Uh, interview at some point this week because I was just so excited to t- talk to her. I'm such a a fan of her work. So wow, we'll we'll have more on this on Tuesday's episode. Um, also, I don't know if we got to mention this last week, uh, but Wendy Williams, uh, who is just famous in terms of daytime talk. Uh, radio. I mean, she really has done so many amazing things and her fans are so hardcore, but um, she has now entered a a wellness center or a rehab um, because she has allegedly been at death's door. So she has finally checked in. Uh, She has a history of substance abuse. So we don't have a lot of details on this. Um, The Hollywood Reporter did a story, uh, a cover story a couple of weeks ago on this about information. Supposedly, um, her son and her ex, Kevin Hunter, who we all have very strong feelings about if you know Wendy Williams, uh, were present at this, um, kind of getting her to go. But um, it's a really sad situation. And and I really hope Wendy Williams does get the help she needs because I think she is such a needed voice in pop culture. Um, I mean, truly a needed voice in pop culture. And I would love to see her uh, be able to uh, fight this addiction and whatever she's going through. I also know she struggles with illness as well, but uh, she deserves to be working. So, I mean, just, I would love to hear her voice again, talk pretty much about anything. She kept saying she was doing her podcast, but it was obvious that there were issues. And anytime she was photographed out in public, it was just very bizarre. So, uh, you know, like we were talking about Cara Delevingne earlier, the same goes for Wendy Williams is that there's really no jokes there. It's just, you want this person desperately to get better because they truly are talented. Now, um, okay, some TV things. Um, Dancing with the Stars, you guys, if you're Dancing with the Stars fans, premieres tonight. And guess what? You know how the home of Dancing with the Stars is ABC? Well, guess what? Now, Dancing with the Stars, you are going to... uh, Season 31 is going to be streaming exclusively over on Disney Plus. Isn't that wild? Isn't that wild? So um, they are doing everything in their power to get us to go get Disney Plus. They will not rest. They will take things away from us that were once free and they will make us pay for them. That is the future of entertainment, you guys. Uh, But here's the deal. For us reality show fans, this is uh, maybe essential viewing for some of you. Teresa Giudici um, is going to be one of the cast members. She is going to be dancing and... You know, Daily Mail had an article of her today where it says, Teresa Giudici 50 oozes confidence in black leopard print leggings and a matching top as she flashes smile and waves to fans moments after last rehearsal for Dancing with the Stars. The Daily Mail headlines just, they get longer and longer. It's like one of my podcasts. Um, 
So this will be great. Her partner, her dance partner, is a gentleman named Pasha Pashkov, which you can already see the entertainment piece beforehand where it'll be like Teresa, like, you know, hopefully this guy sounds like he might have an accent, but can you imagine that? Like, what do you say? What do I do? I can't understand you. You know, like, I mean, I'm, and do you think Louis is going to be in like every dance rehearsal? Like, watching over her. I'm so curious about so many things, but I don't know if I'm curious enough to watch, even though this will be a really interesting season. We also have Selma Blair on this season who, you know, I'm just so curious how that is going to work as well because, you know, her story is just amazing. She was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis in 2018 and has some difficulty moving, you know, and it, it progressively gets worse as you get older. But I cannot wait to see her. And I really want to throw my support around her. And she, I read her book called Mean Baby, her autobiography this year. And it was on Chelsea Devontes's a podcast about it. And I really thought her autobiography was really good. It was something a cut above, like, you know, especially after you're used to reading Bravo stars autobiographies, it was really good. I I do have a lot of faith in her artistry. So I'm very curious to see that. So there are some things, but the Disney plus aspect of it, I'm telling you guys, I read, I keep talking about this book, but I listened to a thousand page book. It was like 46 hours, but I listened at time and a half. So, you know, I still, you know, wasted over a day. But it's called Tinderbox by James Andrew Miller. And if you are interested in TV, um, you know, you don't have to like it as much as I do. But I found this fascinating because HBO, from its conception, you know, did something so unique in putting first run movies in your home. And it takes place of like putting this business together in the 80s. You know, it goes through the advent of. Uh, VCRs, Betamax, all of this stuff. But it shows what I found fascinating about it is like each generation, each decade of uh, HBO, if you really think about it, think about how many moments in our lives have good moments have been because of HBO in terms of entertainment. Think about, you know, the first time you saw Sex and the City. Think about the first time you saw The Sopranos, or if you're a Game of Thrones fan, or if you're a girls Lena Dunham fan, or a stand-up, if you saw Chris Rock bring the pain, if you saw any of George Carlin's comedy specials, all HBO. Um, They continued to innovate for so long. That's why I'm so fascinated with HBO Max and their recent merger with Discovery+. Plus. And it seems disastrous in some ways. For us, we're fine no matter what because Discovery Plus, the part of that company, they really want to push, which is making reality series on the cheap. Because remember, I was watching the second episode of Sister Wives tonight on uh, TLC. And this thing is shot on such a shoestring budget. They literally give Cody and the sister wives a camera. And they're like, yeah, just talk. Like you don't, I don't even think there's a crew there most of the time. And it is done so cheaply, yet it still tells a pretty interesting story. That's sister wives, you guys. This Cody, you talk about a narcissistic guy. This guy does not get that he is bad news, folks. 
This Cody is not good at plural marriage. I, I'm going to shout that from the mouth. I, t- I talked a little bit about, about that with Lex earlier, but I just I, I just watched the second episode before talking to you guys tonight, this this part, and it just it made me mad at him all over again. Every time he seems close to realizing that he's a problem, he then goes, I can't be the problem. It can't be me. It's got to be Christine. It's got to be one of these girls. There's a shot, no shit, in this where he's like, uh, I'm just angry. I'm angry. And he's he's getting out his snow shovels. And then he starts shoveling wood off like a tree, like a tree trunk. Like I was like, I, I had no clue what he was doing. I was like, what are you just scraping at that? Like, this is not what you think this is what Amanda. He keeps talking about work. He does. I'm like, what is your job, dude? Like I have zero. He keeps talking about like, I got to work. But he, I don't know what Cody does. And I'm too scared to like put it into the Google search because I don't want to be on a watch list. But. Then there's this shot where he he's digging and all this stuff. All of a sudden, he's on a big pile of dirt. Like like I'm talking like a 10 file 10 foot pile of dirt. You don't even know if he like I'm like did he shovel that dirt mountain? Like all of a sudden he's on that and it's like a drone shot of him like standing on top of the dirt mountain, which to me I was like is this an editor troll like hey Cody, why don't you get up on a big pile of dirt? And he's like king of dirt mountain. Whew. And also on the Patreon with uh, Meditza, we we went into this season of 90 Day uh, the other way, the one that's airing right now on Sunday nights. That big Ed. Ugh. I mean, how do all of the – I mean, like, I love that it just shows you 90 Day Fiance people, when you guys are out there, do you get as frustrated as me? You know, all you single people out there, do you get, are you ever like, well, how the fuck does big Ed have someone? How the, you know, like, how the hell am I, you know, like, do you ever like, he just, there's like a line of girls or something. It seems like he's breaking up. He's getting with girls. He's doing horrible things to like, he's even, he's, he's even at a point where he's treating women bad. You'd think a guy like Big Ed, no offense, Big Ed, but like, you think he, you know, no neck, you know, and like, listen, Randall Emmett probably is going through the same thing. This guy, another guy, but Big Ed doesn't have the money that Randall Emmett pretends he has. (laughs) So. And this guy has had a string of relationships, Big Ed, so much so that he even abuses the women, allegedly. And they're still, it blows my mind. Sometimes I love TLC, the network, and all of the trash that it, like, shows us. And sometimes I think it should be stopped. You know, I'm like, this is just like, it's like artificial intelligence of, like, have we gone too far? Does this need to be put out to pasture? (laughs) Um, Okay. Oh, another thing that premiered this Friday, you guys, I don't know if you're a sensitive soul like me, but something, if you want something to make you just feel good and warm inside, may I recommend the reality series, um, The Great British Bake Off. Uh, The season, the 10th season, just premiered on Netflix on Friday, and it is just so charming. If you guys have watched it, you understand exactly what I mean. Um, but it's just great. Cause there's two judges and then two comedians and they're just all great. I, I don't know. I just, and it's really them having baking competitions. It's like top chef, but British, but also just, I don't know. You just, it makes it, it makes you feel like all the good things in the world kind of thing, you know, like where you're like, these people seem all good. The hosts seem nice. The judges seem cool, you know, and it's like, these are people with real talent and their talent is, uh, 
baking. And it's like, you really are like, I don't, I don't know how to cook anything like splendid spoon. I, I put it in the microwave, but these guys, you're just like, man, this is what a cool talent that you discovered. And it, it's one of those talents where I'm like, I'm okay with letting you have that talent. I'll never try to have that talent. I'm never going to try to bake, but I'm so happy to watch the great British baking uh, the great, the great British Bake Off. By the way, one of the hosts, Matt Lucas, the comedian, he had a dramatic weight loss. I was watching the first episode of the season. I was like, "Holy moly!" Um, and uh, people did a magazine article on him and saying he uh, he decided to change his lifestyle and lose weight during the COVID nineteen pandemic. And I was like, "Oh, good for you!" All the rest of us during the COVID nineteen pandemic, we all decided to gain a lot of weight. We, we I reversed. I reversed this comedian's goal. He says, my dad died when he was 52 very suddenly. Um, and his grandmother had died not much older at 56. I was looking at the law of averages here. Um, and he said he, he was very big and he was getting bigger in the pandemic, sort of not being very active, not really going out, seeing people just eating a lot. Uh, I was so big. I couldn't really fit on screen anymore. He jokes. Um, but, uh, he started losing weight, you know, and he's, he, he's, he says he's, you know, he's still a bigger guy. He's, you know, gone from maybe an XXL to a medium or to a large. And I don't know. I just thought this was great. And especially as somebody that I've been trying to get my exercise on and my uh, my health better, I thought this was really cool. But anyways, if you are wanting something just kind of nice and kind, I recommend The Great British Bake Off on Netflix. You guys might already be into it. It's been a new show for me. Um, okay, moving on to, unfortunately, we had talked about... Uh, that dude from selling the OC splitting up with Brittany Snow, Tyler, but also that's not the only one because the OC is cursed this week. This is such a sad story. You never, you never want it to happen twice, but David Bedore, Shannon Bedore's angry, angry ex-husband that would angrily eat tortilla chips in front of her has, um, he's files for a divorce from his new wife and <laughs> And the page, I love page six so much. The opening line, this is by Evan Real, who I love. Um, his opening line is, he's shutting he's shutting the B-door on another marriage. Remember, because uh, Shannon's housewife's tagline for it was like, I'm closing one B-door and opening another. <laughs> so David Bedore has filed for divorce from his new wife, Leslie Bedore. Uh, David 50, uh, the outlet reports that David 57 officially filed on Thursday, only 23 months after marrying Leslie 38. The court documents cited irreconcilable differences and list their separation date as September 15th. So David does not mess around. David's like, it's done. Sadly, the, the, you know, the great thing would have been if it was just them. But unfortunately, they had decided to procreate and they have their 19-month-old daughter, Anna Love. And David is reportedly seeking joint physical and legal custody. The Orange County businessman who made sure to sign a prenup before marrying Leslie does not want to pay any spousal support. Um, wow. So Shannon must be feeling pretty damn good. Luckily, they are filming Real Housewives of Orange County as we speak. So I hope, but maybe not, but I hope for comment from Shannon on the show. Listen, this guy... I mean, Shannon definitely is a very, you know, she's a type of person, you know, I can see where it takes a certain type of man to, or woman to be with Shannon, but 
David, I mean, David scares me. Like, you know, he's one of those people seem nice, but he seemed like one of those guys that was explosive on the inside and just there was something about the eyes. No offense, David. It just seemed like you were angry. And it could have been because of Shannon. Who knows? But then this happens. One of my um, people that follow me on Instagram DM'd me and said she saw them in an airport last week and David looked miserable and she was wearing like the worst cowboy outfit she'd ever seen like cowgirl like like denim wear or something uh, I'll have to find I should have screenshotted that and now it's probably lost forever because I lose things but um said he looked miserable and I was like well that's kind of how he looks normally so another one bites the dust David Bedore is back on the market look out ladies you've had such a big month for you guys you have Leo DiCaprio out there and now you have David Bedore. Well, Leo is supposedly with Gigi. Who knows? Who knows? Also, I wanted to talk really quickly about concerts. Now, uh, I had mentioned with Lex that I had went to that Nine Inch Nails uh, Primavera Fest Los Angeles on Saturday. And I got to see Karunga Ben, which is a great, um, I think it's Austin, Texas they're from. Or no, Houston, Texas. Great three-piece band. A lot of instrumental, but just, it, I don't know. They are, And if you get to the chance to see Karunga Ben live... So amazing. So got to see them, got to see Tierra Whack, the female rapper, got to see Nine Inch Nails, and Nine Inch Nails blew me away. Like, listen, I've listened to a lot of Nine Inch Nails in my day. I have a bunch of their albums, but I've never seen them live. I always appreciated Trent Reznor, but I've never seen them live. And to see, I, I was blown away. I was like, there's a reason why these bands are headliners at festivals. You're like, this really, truly is incredible. It, it blew me away. And it, it was it was great. And the uh, it was the first year that Primavera Fest, who, which originated in uh, Spain. And in fact, me and uh, a couple of buddies, we went to the Barcelona uh, version of this festival four or five years ago, right before COVID hit, like the year before, and saw like Tame Impala and Miley Cyrus. And they always book a lot of eclectic bands on top of bigger bands. And so it's a real, his not history, but you it's a real education in music because you get to see music from everywhere, every country, every, you know, just really, really cool. I really love what Primavera, their uh, curators stand for. But this was their first one in Los Angeles and they had planned this, you know, three years ago, but it was another thing that COVID unfortunately uh, postponed again and again and again. So they finally got to do it. It was the perfect festival in the sense that it wasn't that busy. I don't think it was sold out. Uh, so it was really easy to get in and out of. And it was really nice. The weather, like I said, is getting nicer in Los Angeles after a heat wave. So had a great time. Trent, if you're listening, great job, buddy. Love your work. Um, but so I saw that concert, but over the weekend, a lot of concerts there was a tragedy. Post Malone, you guys, during his song, the hit song Circles, fell into a circle on his stage. He literally, and there's like up close video, because of course we're in 2022, everything, everything is filmed. And um, which by the way, I said on the Patreon, I was really excited that I did not really, I only filmed like three or four clips at the music festival. Like I was, I tried to really stay in the moment and it was actually pretty cool. If you know the old Ryan from pre-COVID when I was going concerts nonstop on my personal Instagram, I would pretty much film the entire concert. Like you could, you could get a ticket into the entire concert through my Instagram stories. And I did not do that. And I was, uh, I was weirdly proud of my, proud of myself. Yeah. You know, I really enjoyed myself. So, uh, but, but Post Malone did not enjoy himself. He fell into a circle and 
after a brief intermission, came back on, but he had to shorten his set. He hurt his ribs. Um, he has promised to do a longer set returning to when he returns to the venue the next time he plays there. But he had to end early because it looked rough, dude. He was a midget. Like he, I guess there was like, and by the way, why at these concerts are there even holes on the stage? This is not the first time, nor will it be the last time that we see a musical artist fall on stage or trip on something. But also the thing I... Like, it never seemed like our pop stars were in this much danger before. But, like, Justin Bieber, he called off his tour last week. You know, you had the other, the Mendez, Sam Mendez, not Sam Mendez, Sean Mendez. He canceled his tour. Touring must really suck. Like, I just don't remember, or maybe I wasn't paying attention, but I thought I always paid attention. I don't remember back when I was growing up that, like, people were this sensitive about touring and just hurting themselves right and left on top of that lady gaga did miami on saturday night and there was a huge thunderstorm and she eventually had to stop and then cancel the show and then she went on instagram and cried and that was very sad because she does love her little monsters and we love lady gaga and um you know that kills her if you know lady gaga you know not being able to finish a show like if you know if you know Lady Gaga, like I know Lady Gaga, you know she hates to cancel a show. But um, so that was crazy. It just oh, uh, so that I wanted to talk about. And now let us talk uh, one final thing. Even though this conversation, the conversation between me and you, truly will never end, um, because there's always tomorrow. But Ezra Miller. Ezra, Ezra, Ezra Miller, the uh, non-binary actor that is the star of, if it ever gets released, the upcoming DC adaptation of the superhero comic, The Flash. More information has come out because Vanity Fair did a really, I mean, more in depth than we've heard about Ezra. And it is a haunting article about what they have gone through and the pain that they've caused a lot of other people around them. Uh, this is the headline. Ezra Miller's Messiah Delusions Inside the Flash Star's Dark Spiral. They're one of Hollywood's brightest stars and most troubled actors amid safety concerns and anxiety over the fate of a $200 million movie. Vanity Fair unearths disturbing new details in a saga of grandiose sermons, guns, drugs, and alleged assaults and grooming by Julie Miller. And I read through this thing in one sitting. It takes you about 20 minutes. I think it's worth a read, but it talks about his one arrest um, because there are multiple. Um, it talks about him moving in with a, a polyamorous couple with children that he turned the family against the husband. Um, he was uh, another thing that he had... Um, was a uh, was grooming an underage teenager, this non-binary um, person named this is uh, named Dakota Iron Eyes um, of Indian of Native American descent. I mean, this article just has so much in it, but it also says Ezra is one of the one of the type of people. And I, I don't know if you guys watched the Lori Vallow three-part Netflix docuseries, Sins of Our Mother, this weekend. I did. Very haunting. But I found it very interesting The Lori Vallow, when cops would be involved or other people would be involved, she was able to pull it together. She seemed completely normal. And supposedly Ezra can pull off that same thing. Remember, 
actors, if they're good, they're really good. Remember that. They're talented. You know, they can do things that other people can't do. It truly is a craft. It truly is a unique gift that some of these people have. Um, and Ezra has been supposedly, you know, she Ezra had to come out with a statement because Warner Brothers was threatening to not to pull the flash entirely. And Ezra finally took that seriously and said that they would check themselves in for treatment and was undergoing um, psych psychiatric evaluation and had a psychotic break. But at the same time, that could just be an excuse, like I've always said on this show, to protect the interests of Warner Brothers and these conglomerates and their money, their investment. They've invested in this person. Not only is Ezra the star of The Flash, but they have a huge part in the Harry Potter spinoff, the Wizarding World movies, which I have not seen. Can you believe I've never even seen the Harry Potter movies? I've read all the books, but I couldn't bring myself to see the movies. Like I saw the first, I saw the first one, but I was like, uh, I, you know, like it was one of those things where I liked the way I saw Harry Potter better than what they did with it. So I was like, you know what? I'll rather just keep my imagination on this one, but I hear they're good. Um, so this, I, I, I do recommend this article because it talks, uh, even to directors like Stephen Chabosky, who directed the perks of being a wallflower, which was like 10 years ago. And I thought it was a beautiful movie based on the book. And they had said, Ezra, uh, this was a direct quote, to Vanity Fair. I hope Ezra finds the light that they shine so brightly back when we shot that movie because the kid I met was a remar remarkably magical person. And I always like to believe that that person is always in there. And I hope that they can find the help that they need, which I thought was an important quote. And, but some of the things that he is accused of doing, and then this article gets brought up is that he has a fixation with guns. He thinks he's a messiah. Um, it, you know, there's a lot of very, very, um, there's, there's enough, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire and, and coming off the heels of these last couple of years and even watching that Lori Vallow documentary, which you guys really should check out. It's just our human minds can believe anything. They have the power. Like Lori Vallow still thinks that her kids, she had a right to kill them because they were, you know, they were demons and zombies. And it's just not the case. And it's so, so scary because this person, Lori Vallow and this Chad Daybell, they're in prison thinking they did the right thing. And it's horrifying. And you just think when somebody has a psychotic break, they truly believe these things. They truly believe that. And sure, there's also a line sometimes of like, well, they don't believe it and they're just trying to get followers or get fame or something. But um, psychotic breaks are definitely something that is very possible. And like I always say with our mental health, we got to treat that first and foremost. If you're having dark thoughts, if you're, you know, you got to talk to a friend, you got to talk to a professional. There's no shame in getting help, getting on med medication, no shame in any of that. And usually, you know, unfortunately, our friends and family are the ones that like kind of you know, we owe it to our friends and family we see going through a difficult time to sometimes point that out and try to point them towards help as well. But I wanted to talk about that because it seems like we're going to keep talking about that because this Vanity Fair article, when something like this gets released, which this just did, it usually starts a lot more questioning, or at least hopefully it brings up a lot more questioning. Also, you'll probably get another statement from Warner Brothers this week if I was a betting man about the status of The Flash and probably something how Ezra is doing really well out there. Um, okay, you guys, that's it. Remember, we'll be back with an all-new episode, including a Southern Charm recap on Tuesday. We got shows all week. It is so exciting. 
I love you all out there. I, I truly do. Like, no, for real. Let's get married. Us. All of us. I've been watching Sister Wives, and I think we could make it work. You know what? Cody can't. But you know what? Who can? Ryan Bailey. That's right. That This is the week I believe in myself. And I'm starting it off with plural marriage. <laughs> okay, guys. I'll talk to you on Tuesday. Betches.